Hello, ladies and gentlemen, lady gentlemen, and gentlemen, ladies. Was that a little loud? I saw everybody like, wake up. I'm your hostess with the mostest here, Alexander Rodriguez, for On the Rocks Radio Show, where celebrities and cocktails mix. Tonight, we celebrate acting, music, and mayhem with our guest, actor Jake Busey. We love him from Ray Donovan, from Dust Till Dawn, the series, Starship Troopers, the new Predator film. Ooh, and I got news about that. And my personal, personal favorite, The Frighteners. Uh, it was my date last Friday, but it was also one of my favorite movies. Um, also, we have actress Erica Irving from American Horror Story, International national pop diva Z Lala is here so good you need another Lala so Z Lala and my guest co-host singer-songwriter Scott Cruz let the fun begin <laughs> And most poor suckers are starving to death. I'd like to propose a toast. This is On the Rocks with Alexander, coming at you from Sunset Gower Studios in the heart of Hollywood, where I drink with your favorite celebrities and we talk about fashion, entertainment, pop culture, reality TV, and and that's about it. So pop a court, pour a glass, lean back, and enjoy On the Rocks every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on Universal Broadcasting Network. Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. There we go with that applause. Where's that audience coming from? Yes, yes, yes. It's Sunset Gower Studios. The applause is from our dearly departed here, right? Um, You guys, I'm so excited for today's show. If you're looking for a great personality, you've come to the right place because we have many. I have many just just by myself. Just by himself. Yes. Um, I spent all of Thanksgiving in my pajamas, no suit, no cookie, no working, just football. No cookie? Cooking. Oh, okay. No, I had cookies. I had plenty of cookies. Where's your cookie? <laughs> yeah. Cookie. Okay. We don't want to see your cookie. How dare you, sir? My cookies are moist and delicious. Um, <laughs> <laughs> also, football, believe it or not, football, and my Hallmark Christmas movies every year. So Hallmark is really bumping it up. The last one I saw, it was titled uh, My Sad Christmas Until Santa Came to Slay or something like that. That's not really the title. It's just funny. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Hey! Mr. Oh, God, there funny. we go. I have that one. Awesome. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Thank you, Chris. Thank you. The laugh track. Yes. <laughs> the, the laugh track. Um, but this last Hallmark movie had Danny Glover, Dermot Mulroney, and my favorite, Joan Cusack. So they are bringing their A game in terms of, of actors. But every Hallmark movie is about one of three things. First, it's either a character who wants a different way of life and wakes up the next morning and they're like in this whole different life and they're like, oh, oh God. And they realize that their first way of life was much better, blah, 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 barf. Um, or it's a woman um, who leads a busy city career and she has to go back to her hometown and and then you know she falls in love with like the local guy that she met in high school and he's like a carpenter or a mechanic. So they're no longer the scorned woman anymore? That they kind of well, no, but it's that? like, you know, this, this, this high-level woman realizes that the happiness was in this quiet little the hometown. town. Okay. Yes, and she doesn't they need changed. to date the executive. She needs yeah. to date the mechanic. It's like a porn. Um, <laughs> or or <laughs> the third story is it's always somebody from royalty that is trying to date somebody from the common folk, and it's about that, but they use the same sets. They use the same extras. We already had Coming to same, America. Yes. Well, you were actually in, in Coming was to America. In co- I was in Coming to America. You guys rent Coming to America, and in the scene in that McDonald's place? <laughs> yeah, McDowell's. McDowell's. Oh, yeah. M- McDowell's. Yeah. Our own Scott Cruz is in it. No with little bull, yeah, no little bull haircut. It's a I'm bull. sitting next so to six, a six movie years, star. Oh, six years ago. Jake Music. Oh, come on, Jake Music. Really, Jake Music? Yeah. Wow. A little five-minute segment. You can get his autograph later, Jake. Yeah. Hold yourself. Pen ready. Watch yourself. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you want the iPad pen? Yes. Digital. It's no, all digital now. You have the bowl haircut. It's like a Tupperware bowl. I actually though. had hair. That? I mean, the fact that hair is, is a wow. big thing, too. Oh. He actually he had hair? 
Yeah. He didn't oh, come out like that. Oh, oh. No. oh sadness. Um, but Jake, if you ever do a Hallmark movie, I want there to be lots and lots of blood. Like, please, just, like blood and I'm, like. I'm creatures. ready, man. I'm ready. I'm ready. Just bring your knives. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll make some blood. It is so funny having you in studio because I have been such a huge, huge fan really? of everything that you do. So just to see you and like. You are how you are on screen. It's it's just crazy to me. Oh come on! Yeah, sitting here in a flannel shirt, I'm dressed like the carpenter in your your Hallmark films <laughs> yeah. you talk about. They, you're auditioning already. <laughs> there hey, we're you at Twenty Six Hour Studios. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. I feel like I've gone back to the '40s right now. I'm telling you what, this is good stuff. Uh, True, I could see that. Yeah. yeah. Right. My right. fireside chats here. Let's get a good yes. vision. I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, hello to our listeners around the nation on iHeartRadio, Universal Broadcasting Network, Player FM, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Satchel, iTunes, Google Play. And now we're streaming on YouTube somewhere and of course we are on Facebook Live and Hillcrest Social in San Diego True FM in Ohio who knew Ohio and nationally everywhere on Reverie Network and Bear World Magazine Roar check uh, check out Bear World Magazine Jake you don't know what Bear World Magazine is it's, I just you know I it's just, for, it's more for I've got an imagination you yeah. know what I mean <laughs> You would be a wolf in in would the I? in the bear world. Rawr. Rawr. <laughs> you're, you're, you're you know, there was a, a director of a film that I did, and uh, years after we did the film, he he let me know he was a bear. Very oh. very proud. How did he let you know? Is with that a, another harassment thing? With a uh, with a Hawaiian lay oh. at. Uh, so you got at laid a, by oh, a bear. that's bear. That's a at bear. At a street party. You in, got laid in by Toronto. a bear. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a bear. Here's a lay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, it was so good times. It was good times. Sounds it. There's oh, a chapter Malcolm. in your upcoming book uh, 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 about that. And if you haven't started writing it, you're going to start writing it tonight. You're going to be like chapter one, a bear. Hell yeah. Ole. Ole. Malcolm the bear. <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway, check out my, uh, my my weekly interviews, movie reviews, and movie news Mondays, which has become very popular because it's my movie news, the way that I tell it. This week I talked about The Greatest Show um, or The Greatest Showman or something. It's the new musical with Hugh Jackman. Uh, huge what? No. No, no. Huge ego is more wow. like it. Huge ego Jackman. Zach Efron is in it because we need to see him in another musical. Oh, we do. Um, yeah. But it looks like the poor man's Moulin Rouge. Like, it, Have you guys seen the ads for this? I they haven't. just started promoting it, which makes me nervous because it opens on the 20th. They should have been promoting this for a long time, like releasing yeah. some of the songs, mm -hmm. some of the videos, and they haven't, which means it's going to be awful. And I'm going to be front row and center. <laughs> <laughs> um... I didn't even think. Oh, and it's by the uh, the. And you would love this, Z Lala. It's by the writers who wrote La La Land. Oh. But I was not a big fan of La La Land. Yeah. I'm I'm like the only like gay man in L. A. that didn't love La La Land. Number one, they wrote the songs with like three notes going either way because their singers can't sing. So I was like, yeah. la la la, la la la. There we go, Academy Award. Is anybody familiar with La La Land? Why am I not? I didn't it? mind La La Land. It wasn't. It wasn't my favorite movie, but it also wasn't my least favorite. It was, it was just a, sort of it's, like it's so neutral. But that could be worse. If it's, if it's neutral, that could be actually worse. Nah, you yeah, know what I mean? See what you mean? Mediocre. I mean, you want to be wowed by a musical. I've never right. was really a musical guy. No right. offense. It's just my, not my. It's my well, thing. but music has been a big part of your growing up too. Huge, huge, but just never the music. Music, yeah, not yeah. Like, ah, music. Yeah, angry yeah. music. I like angry yes. music. Sort of angry isolationist yeah. music. What's yeah. Slicing wrists. <laughs> yeah, very fun. Bring your knives for that, I too. I think they call yeah. that speed metal. Yeah, speed metal, right? <laughs> Nothing <laughs> says romance like heavy metal. There we go. Thank you, Eric Irving. Bring it's all that kind of stuff, right? This show, who knows what's going to happen. <laughs> it's, it's already going off the wall now. But I also it's talk good. about uh, the early screenings for the Predator film coming August 2018. So the audiences have been God. split down the middle because... Um, Younger audiences love it because it's bringing this comedy to the genre, which you're going to kind of give us that. But the hardcore fans are like, wait a minute, this isn't my Predator. It's called a reboot, sweeties. But in any case, audiences are roaring and making noise. So we're very, very excited. And of course, one of our guests today is in Predator. Maybe so. The Predator. Not that you're the Predator, but the movie's called The Predator. 
I'm so excited. You got to be careful now with the term predator. I could be predator at times. Yep. He's <laughs> well, you don't want to be you that far. a predator or the predator, yeah. right? Because you want to be careful now in Hollywood with the word predator. predator. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm predator adjacent. <laughs> <laughs> For our audio listeners, you can check out the video stream on Facebook, and now the Hillcrest Social app has all of our videos, all the boomerangs we do, all the videos is there. Download the app on iPhone and Android today. Uh, they give away concert giveaways and product giveaways and tons of stuff. So check it out. Coming up, we have Luis Fernandez from the Dynasty reboot, currently on TV. He's in next week to talk about his big turn on that Golden Globe winner uh, and three-time Emmy nominee, Joanna Cassidy, is coming back. And she's not just coming back for part two of her career, because we talked for two hours about her career. She's coming back to drink with us. Uh, she is coming on for a celebrity liquor tasting for the holidays. So she's coming in. We have singers Matt uh, Boyd and Mario Jose are coming in with some holiday music. Adrian Barbeau is coming in to talk about her horror film career and acting with the divine. And Scott, you would love this. B. Arthur. I forgot that Adrian Barbeau was in Mod. You oh, guys are right. all too young for this. You know, you never watched Mod. Of course, I've watched Mod. Are, are you serious right now? Yeah, nobody's watched. You're, Mod. You're, you're getting personal with me now. Oh God! Of course, I've seen Mod. All right, all right. Mo- no, excuse me, Mod. 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 Remember the whole abortion like, did you say thing? Mod or Mo? Like they, Mod. they really pushed the boundaries on that show. Like they with the whole abortion thing, and, and I mean they really. It was went a really far. funny sitcom. It was, but they actually got very political on it too. I mean, so well because it was a long because it was a spinoff of All in the Family with Archie Bunker. Mm-hmm. Was it, it was a spinoff, right? Yeah, kind it was of, a spinoff kind of. of a spinoff, I think. That, that's yeah. exactly right. All in the Family had so many, so many spinoffs. My mom, Mama Rose, is in the chat room on UBNRadio.com and Facebook Live. She's answering your questions. She has done research on our guest, Jake. She's a little smitten. Oh. She does like you with longer hair, though. Oh, oh my God! No. <laughs> oh, you do! Okay, wow. so I'm not even kidding you. Don't insult me. <laughs> no. That was a scene from Jake Busey uh, in The Frighteners. <laughs> I'm going to have to rewatch wow, that. Wow, yeah, we just ripped down the posters <laughs> yes. here. Uh, that, that was my mom's spirit. No, but we do have celebrity psychic Scott Cruz here. Um, and so was was that somebody saying something? What? No, it's just a shit like that happens sometimes. Oh, God, it doesn't always fun. mean... That, don't you're the like, most boring yes. celebrity psychic <laughs> I've yes. ever hung out it's with. It's Lucille Ball visiting from the other side. See, she has I a problem. That. With, she's got a problem with your humor. <laughs> no, she you, do not. She, see? She loves it because my hair is like He's in denial. Put that to rest. (laughs) Poor Jake is like, I have to be on set tomorrow. I can't die today. Uh, Anyway, my mom, Mama Rose, is in the chat room. She's done her research. Uh, Keep her busy. She will answer your questions. If it's a burning question, she will let me know, and we will answer it here live. Hello to our engineer, Chris. Keeping it real. Chris, what is up? Oh my God! You're the most low-key person I've ever had working on this show. He keeps it. Oh, did you hear that? Zilala said you were cute. <laughs> you know that he has he hey. has he has a thing for for Lala's for Lala's. <laughs> I'm not even kidding you. He usually walks is, around going la la. I see yeah. it. What it's do you a, see? it's in my vision. Yes, <laughs> I'm singing at the wedding. That's all I know. And Jake Busey's the officiant. <laughs> and Erica there. is is the bridesmaid. That would it's be a, better than fun. the usual Chihuahua humping a Great Dane. <laughs> I hope you do too. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Oh, catch up on that, gentlemen, yeah. please. Oh uh, no. It took me a minute to absorb yes. that one. Uh, like us on Twitter and Instagram at On The Rocks, on air, on the web, on the com. Send me an email. Book me for a wedding, quinceanera, bris, funeral. I don't care. I will be there. Uh, info at On The Rocks Radio Show. And On The Rocks is coming to you December 3rd. On The Rocks will be on hand for Sanctuary Palm Springs Holiday Gala. Sanctuary is the LGBT foster home in Palm Springs. And I will be there with Golden Globe winner Joanna Cassidy. We'll be having a few laughs, having a few drinks, raising money. Um, and she had a great time on the show. I just said that she's coming back. Broadway singer Julie Garnier will be performing. And our very own guest today, Erica Irving, will be doing the live auction. 
Yes. And it's Sunday uh, from 5 to 7 p.m. at Spencer's Bungavilla. I've never known how to say Bungavilla. Bungavilla? You mean the flower? Yes. That's what I'm saying. It's Bungavilla. No, that's a white person saying that. That's not how you're supposed to say it. Wait, hold on. He said it right. Hold on. He said it right. It's Bungavilla. No. Yeah, there you go. Bungavilla. What? Yeah. No, it's Bungavilla. 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 Is that really how it is? Yeah. Yeah, man. That sounds so boring. I've been saying it wrong the whole time. Do people still use but the word really swank? But it's really cute on you. Swank? Because you have your show. That's why. Jake Busey's flirting with me. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh-oh. Okay. We got to call Kurt. No, that yeah. wasn't the word. I didn't say no, that word. I no, said swank. swank. Yeah, swank. Yeah, that's still a word. Is it's that, pretty swanky. Well, I just want to make sure that's a current colloquialism. Yes. Uh, the place is swank. Okay? Yes. It, it, Classic it, it, Hollywood meets current Hollywood here on, on this show. It's stack. So. Anyway, it's at Spencer's Bonkavilla. Bonkavilla. <laughs> You go. Bogavilla. You go. Bogavilla. Was, was that the first gay thing you've ever said in your life? There you go. You go, girl. Yeah. <laughs> there, was like, there was like a little stop in there, girl. I just yeah, wanted girl. to get it right with you over yes. there with your snap, you know, yeah. and all that. Uh... <laughs> I love it. Anyway, go to sanctuarypalmsprings.org to get your tickets. It's going to be a lot of fun. Erica, I, we're going to be hanging out in Palm Springs. How, yes. how awesome is that? Also, uh, the first exciting. NFL team to officially endorse an LGBT organization is here, and on the rocks will be on hand. The Chargers, new to LA, um, are uh, sponsoring along with Venice Pride, and we're we're doing a uh, viewing party on December 16th. The venue uh, will be announced shortly. I will be there doing interviews, and I actually love football. Like, I wear the jersey. I love football. So I'm very excited, and we're working on our first ever um, out night at uh, an NFL game. God help us. That should be interesting. Wow. Anyway, but the Chargers, you're playing pretty boring, and you need a new kicker. Step up your game, ladies. <laughs> Uh, December 13th is opening uh, night of the CW hit show Masters of Illusions and they're opening up a new show in Las Vegas On the Rocks is planning to be there can you imagine me in Vegas and I'm only going for one night by the way oh my god so go see Masters of Illusion opening night you'll see me somewhere of course we can imagine you in Vegas yes we, <laughs> we, we, we like see now. you in Vegas yes see you Dude, in I would, Vegas. I would, I would, I would really I would follow you follow you around Vegas with a camera man oh I, that'd I be totally awesome would. <laughs> I think it's illegal and you need your commentary it'd be like the whole night yes. yeah and him like commentating on everything Rodriguez has emerged from his cocoon. Right, <laughs> right. exactly. Can yeah. I be the bodyguard in that scene? Yes, of oh, course. Sure. That would be fun. At like, oh, what is it, six, six, eight? Oh, I remember meeting uh, Snoop Dogg's bodyguard. I looked him straight in the eye. He was about seven foot and I had heels on. Oh my Whoa. God. Yeah, and he's like, Eyes wide. <laughs> yes. Eyes just like. He met his match. Exactly. Nice. Um, anyway, so December 13th, nice. if you're in Vegas or not, just just come hang out with me. Come to Palm Springs, February 8th through the 12th. I'm your official host for IBC, which is International Bear Convergence. Tell, tell your director that I'll be there. At Hard Rock Hotel, we're going to be broadcasting for five days straight, and I'm going to be doing shows for their TV channel. I'm very uh, scared. All right, let me formally introduce my co-host for today. Scott Cruz is a singer-songwriter who is allergic to wearing shirts on Instagram what? and whose music reminds me of a mix of Queen, Adam Lambert, and Guns N' Roses. I mean, wow. that is a combo. That's awesome. Literally, it sounds like... Uh, then wow. I, 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 I love it. Why, why are you giving me that look I already? just think it's funny the way you That's describe great. me. Oh, God. Okay, but I'll take it. It's right. impressive. It is. Thank you. See, it is. But thank you. Um, Scott is also a celebrity clairvoyant with clients around mm. the nation who has been featured in two seasons of Bravo TV's The Real Housewives of Orange County. Look for Scott's Oh Holy Night hitting the airwaves soon. <laughs> and please welcome uh, or please welcome my designated driver and friendly acquaintance, yes. Scott Cruz. Where's that glad to clap track? Oh, there it is. is. Okay, so Scott, I want to talk about, because, and we've talked about this a lot, or texted about it, because I hate using the phone, um, but you are really going towards your music career, you're releasing a lot of great music, but you're also booked until, like, what, February for your, for my, your my medium? Yeah, yeah. I, I actually had to stop stop the bookings, because it's like, I need to have, you know, more more time available, so, so yeah, it's still, still busy with that. I mean, I've... 
I've spent a lot of time. I mean, I've been doing music my whole life, but I was composing, and so I think now I'm ready to release my own material because I spent time producing. And well, your stuff you know. is is really good. But but how do you split that up as an artist? And I know Jake, you do so much. You do music as well. In oh. fact, we we have some footage of you playing nice. the drums. Um, but acting, and then you like you build motorcycles, and then you fly oh. planes, and like your your yeah. Instagram is nice. one of the most fun Instagrams. I get tired just looking at your Instagram. Nice, that's good. That's good. Him. Right on. But it's working. But but how do you split <laughs> up that passion? And Scott, where would you say is your passion? Music or well, you in, know, in it's what like you it, they're both things I've been doing since I was a ki- since I was a kid. So I mean, I was a clairvoyant as a kid. It was weird. You lived in a haunted house. I talked to your mom about it. Yeah, they told you about that. Yeah, so that's crazy. Not was, just haunted, but like for the frighteners. Like stuff it's happened. like movie really? shit. Yeah. Wow. It's like poltergeist shit. Like it, I mean, we kept it to ourselves because like people are not going to believe us. Gonna, really? Yeah, they're going to think we're crazy. Oh, so we just all about we didn't say anything about it. So. There was like bed shaking, bed shaking doors, no like you know, having a basement door just like this shake. Like no this. way, wow. not like just not wind, just like the wind, but but like but my dad's a contractor, so my dad's like, there's got to be an explanation for this. So he's like, there's no explanation for this. So <laughs> he's like, that's crazy. So you know, we're Puerto Rican Italian, so my dad would just open the doors like, oh come on in, you know, we just got used to it, and so wow. and then I'll say one more one more instance, yeah, that's please. really cool. Um, my brother, you know, was you know woke up screaming in the middle of the night. And, you know, the, the 80s, so, you know, like, we had remote control cars, all those stuff. Right, toys. right, right. So he wakes up, he's like, the car is moving. So there's a car moving back and forth on I a shelf. I cannot. By itself. So my dad comes and he's like, well, you know, there's got to be an explanation for this. So oh. he's like, maybe the airwaves, you know, is conflicting right. with the antenna, so it's making it malfunction. And so he picks up the car, and the wheels are turning, and there's no batteries no in it at all. No fucking battery. No! Oh! Batteries! Dude, so you must have oh, loved wow. my favorite. Like that, Okay, so that was the time period, right? So when Poltergeist came out, my favorite scene in, in one of those movies that is, was our is when the dude is like, they're having the initial meeting in the yeah. kitchen, yeah. and he says, uh, ma'am, I got to tell you, yeah. I got to tell you, yeah. uh, we once recorded an instance where a toy car went across a kitchen floor over the span of eight hours. That's right. And she just looks at him That's and goes, right. I think you'll like what we have. Yeah, that's nothing. (laughs) So, yeah, so to me, that's one of my favorite movies because we could relate to that. Wow. And, you know, I mean, of course, toward the end of the movie, it got very Hollywood, but, like, things like, you know, chairs moving, you're looking one way, you turn around, and they rearrange. Really? Like, we've experienced a lot of that, and we would hear things upstairs. So we just thought, what it, you know... What do you think when you have situations Kelly. like that? Man, what do you think? Wow, that's never so, happened to me. That's that would I think I would that would freak my but shit out. But that's why you know we just said we're not because you've about seen it. everything in your films. You've seen literally everything. Oh yeah, from creatures yeah. to ghosts to people uh, write about these things vampires. for a reason. And, uh, yeah, I suppose that's I suppose, how they you know, get it I mean, out. We've all yeah. got imaginations. We've all got uh, you know our you know things that we've seen that lead us to think of other things and build upon those like sort of fantasies and stuff. But like, to hear like that this stuff is like real. real Real, real. That's, yeah, I mean, I've been scratched. Insane. I've been burnt. I've been no uh, way. pushed. We've been put. Yeah, we've we've had a lot of things happen. Um, oh things exploding. Uh, we've also had, and this is oh, for time. Not, the, in not, the backyard, not your dating life. That was we, we had a <laughs> shut your face. Um, we had a uh, like a, a couple acres of property, and there was one area in the backyard, backyard where it just dipped down. <laughs> And so it, it smelled like something was dead there. Oh, so I can't. We didn't know what it was. So we'd always, my dad would refertilize Look it, regrass it. It always sink back down and be this dip. And always had, we could we had we could never repair that that part part of the property. Like we it don't was understand an ancient tribal ground. So we did find out it was actually like Shut the movie. Up, I cannot. It was yeah. 
I, you I moved know. the headstones, but you didn't move the bodies. <laughs> so you moved yeah. the headstones. That you movie, do the though, as a, as a kid, that movie freaked me out because it yeah. was like bringing it to reality. Because again, we wanted to just pretend we were crazy. We, it was better to think we were crazy than actually to accept it was reality. Believe wow. it or not. Oh, we're just going crazy. It's nothing. Now, so. did you guys know in the original the Poltergeist, right, uh, the final scene where the skeletons come out, did yeah. you know that those were real actual skeletons. skeletons and they didn't tell the actors that they were real? Wow. It was cheaper to get the real skeletons from, like, the the science school than to get the, the props. Morgue. And wow. she didn't know that. Yeah. 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 She didn't that, know that. Seems, that seems implausible. But, uh, no, because at the time there were not the same rules and all that. Well, it's it's Hollywood lore. I mean, sure back in the 80s, stories. I mean, they gave blood transfusions, but I've been testing for AIDS. Not the same right. rules. So yeah, things yeah, are yeah. so different. Is there different. to this somewhere? No. You know what's yeah, interesting about your story? Think about not going dark, right? Mm-hmm. About yeah. your story know, and reality and all that. already had it that way. <laughs> uh, I, I, Paul, there was something interesting about Poltergeist. There was something interesting in the reality of it, in the plausibility of it, that like the movie sort of you know, gently walks you into the pool. It doesn't just like throw you. Like, I, I, as a kid, I couldn't really watch the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but mm-hmm. I watched Poltergeist a million times. Mm-hmm. There's something mm-hmm. about it that is horrific as it gets at the end with the skeletons and the thing in the pool and the kid and the tree. Mm-hmm. Like, I, it was watchable for me, and I don't know why. It was more of a psychological ride, where it was. Texas yeah. Chainsaw was like, "Here it is." It's like, "Oh God!" It was mostly about gore rather than smart. But I, I also right. think yeah. I also think the cleverness about that film is that a lot of people who haven't experienced that could somewhat relate to it somehow. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. Yeah. A lot of people could somewhat. Because it, it, it was the I typical family with with the brother, the sister, right. Okay, uh, Stan Zimmerman, who... Uh, <laughs> That's a great way to close. Yeah. Great way to close. Yeah. Okay. Please. <laughs> this is why I don't have Jimmy Ooh. Fallon's job. Um, yeah, anyway. Uh, okay. Stan Zimmerman, who was uh, the lead writer for yeah. the first year of Golden Girls, uh, is watching the show, and he says it's the ghost of B. Arthur, because we were talking about B. Arthur, and C. B. Arthur was saying hi. Um, Stan Zimmerman, uh, he has a show... Oh, B, I love you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, December 4th uh, in New York City at the Town Hall. He's doing this huge show called uh, Right Before I Go. Ellen Burstyn is in it. Um, a number of big stars are doing it, and Stan is is the head guy. Stan is a regular on the show. So if you're in New York, go go see the show. It's going to be amazing. Ellen Burstyn, by the way, is still one of my dream, dream in- interviews. Mm. If she ever walked in, or Jessica Lange, if either one of them walked in, I would literally drop dead. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't. I just then sat there in the ch- makeup chair and looked to my left going, okay, she can notice me. She did. Yeah. Well, we're going to play a clip from American Horror Story where you guys are in the thick of it. Because it wasn't just Jessica Lange. Angela Bassett was in it. Evan Peters. Sarah Paulson. All of these big names. Yeah, that show's amazing. Oh, God. Oh, God. Let's not forget our our fellow freaks. Oh, I I have a whole segment about them. Um, But, Scott, I wanted to finish up with you. Last night was the end of the latest season of OC Housewives. And, again, your scene was played again. Are you happy? Yeah. And I know you didn't really jump into the whole Bravo TV scene. Are you happy that... This season is over and they stopped talking about you? Yes. But you know, but you know here's the thing. I want to be on a show here's, like that so bad. Here's, here's one thing that I found weird because they're actually. Can I'm, you move over just a little bit because I can't see Jake? Because I'm out of. I'm out of oh, sorry. Earshot there. So maybe we both can move this way. Okay. Yeah. Um, sorry. What's weird is that I just saw an article that Megan's having a boy. Well, the scene I shot this oh, season, yeah. I said that to her. No way. And it came true. They, yeah, but they didn't, they didn't show. They didn't she air wasn't that. even pregnant yet because she's only one right. month pregnant. So this is so good right now. Sorry, Jim. When I saw her again, <laughs> people watching would understand it. But when I saw her again, I said, "By the way, I said I had I saw that yesterday so you, you could have a boy because you did." She the goes very... really, and so then now there's she's back oh, with a boy. I wish they would have said that. I wish because they would have Vicky that. still doesn't think you. Uh, just for our listeners that that don't follow the Bravo show, Scott years ago uh, had a premonition about a big plot point in the show and it was like a year and a half before we actually found out that what you said was true and so you did it again but 
I love reality TV, and I'm in a few episodes of Housewives of Beverly Hills or Shaws of Sunset for attending the party. <laughs> he loves it. You guys, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like the kid in the background, like, like, like this. Like, I want to be on the show. I want my own show. And you just didn't want to participate in any of it. I mean, I don't know about that. I mean, you go on, you go on something like that because it's fun. But I, I don't think that you know to drag out a specific narrative for you know. Uh, what has it been three seasons I guess That's some, some, it's just a little to, to be your face constantly attached to that is something that gets a little oh poor you Scott and cancer and it's just that whole thing has just got a little bit irritating but look it, it's it's fine I'm not really I'm not saying poor me I'm just saying it's nice that if that comes to a close and I know they, they repaired friendships and I think that's that's the whole thing that they need to be doing at this point and moving on I still you don't it. agree now would you guys right. would the three of you participate in a reality show based on you like following around but like they would want to edit like it would be a bravo tv reality show it wouldn't be like we're gonna get deep and dark it's gonna be like let's make you a reality show would you guys participate in something like that ladies i was offered and i'm sure (laughs) (laughs) i was offered by a few networks um and we did a little real just to see the feel of who would be part of it my crazy designer merlin my crazy makeup artist nolan my crazy friends you know my people but um i'm working on a few other projects right now and i'm hoping to take that route instead of the reality i mean i think it's fantastic reality television is amazing yeah um it's there it's available but it makes you look bad doesn't it yeah i mean it's really like so now you're going there now (laughs) No, no, I mean, for I me, love them, but where am I going to go? <laughs> like, you know, for, for me, that would be fine. But their intention of having a reality show is not to make you look good and to celebrate your exactly. life. It's, it's to mock the you. drama. Exactly. Kind of mock you a little bit. Exactly. So you, because you're working on another uh, event. Yeah. Um, Erica, would you do a reality show? I come from business and legal affairs. Hell no. Well, yes. I'll tell you why. Your you're writing the contract like a in a big yeah. inch long, sometimes as short, sometimes yeah. as big as three inches. Yeah. They get to fictionalize your narrative. If people yeah. don't realize that and grok that, we always said, oh, I'm going to get famous now. I'm going to sign my life away so they can that catch me, me taking a poo or yeah. all kinds of other no, horrible things. She things. said poo. Don't no, do it. No, no, this is a warning. No, no, no. It's cute, though. You get cute. Say no to reality shows. All but right. if I did, there'd be too much liability insurance. <laughs> well, that's also something. And I, I wonder if it takes mm-hmm. liability. So, Jake Busey, would you be in a reality show? Well, you know, there's a, a few different types of reality shows, and I myself am a fan of like the uh, the different type of reality show than you guys are talking about. I like the Discovery Channel, the Science Me Channel, too. the History Channel. That's, That's kind of my, my grind. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. I, those, those are fact, actually scripted so I shows, but I've, I get it. I've got shows. a sizzle reel that I, we're currently pitching. We were just at Discovery for like a, a month, you know, going back and forth with them. Um, unfortunately, they said uh, negatory. Um, <laughs> but it's 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 a show that's really it's about a team of guys that I'm involved with and we race off-road stuff. I just got back from racing the Baja 1000. On your Instagram, oh. yep. Yeah. Um, so that was a, an interesting thing where like Laird Hamilton sort of used it as a publicity stint to push his new uh, his new hydrate beverage that he's selling and so he Ironmaned it. So he stayed in the car for 1,200 miles. I didn't get a chance to actually ride in the race car. I was kind of bummed about that. But um, I was part of the chase team, part of the support group, and uh, support group not psychologically but you know race support <laughs> i need a few support um, groups <laughs> so yeah exactly so uh so the you know this team of guys they're actually grips behind the scenes they shoot all the big 
movies like you know the James Bond stuff mm-hmm. and all that, the camera cranes, and they've they, my one friend George Peters is like he's won Academy Awards for his designs of like the crane arms and stuff that are able to film the 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 cars and movies going 100 miles an hour down the road or, or off road. Right. Um, and so this group of guys is really unique and interesting, and the fact that their hobby or our hobby is racing 100 miles an hour off road in the desert. It I, it makes for it's just I mean the personalities it really is rife for a great uh, reality show but not the type that you know what you're yeah. talking about yeah which I I love the the type that you're yeah. talking about too because it tells a story about something that we would never right and it puts people in different situations right. like Scenarios. like who who yeah. lives like that or who does that right and there's a whole different like band of brothers there's a different way you guys communicate a different way that yeah. your your bro code is different than than normal people I right. did you just say bro code I did yeah. because Jake Buse Alexander here Rodriguez said bro code we had Kurt Yeager on a couple of weeks ago from Sons of Anarchy <laughs> rubbing off, and yeah. I started talking like that bro code there <laughs> yeah. you go yeah yeah. I'm, I'm interested in those reality shows too. I'm more into like that type of stuff and you know universe that type of stuff yeah. I think I've composed shows for like Discovery Channel well yeah your, your music has been yeah. on because I, I was fascinated channel. and like I get to compose and then also learn about this amazing mm-hmm. stuff that was awesome Nice. My favorite reality shows are Hoarders, which they're getting worse and worse. <laughs> oh, it's not God. my That's favorite. Scraping the bottom no, of the barrel. No, but it is so I fascinating. I love Cheaters. You guys remember Cheaters? Oh, yeah. Oh, Cheaters! Cheaters was so the best. Wow. Oh, that was yeah. so disturbing. But oh, my, but my like second... soul eroding. Yeah. You know, you watch it and you just feel like you're losing a part of it. My favorite was the guy with the pink gun who actually chased the guys out. Going, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 right? <laughs> um, but Hoarders, in fact, we had uh, Dr. Robin Z, who's... who's uh, Z, um, who who was who's the main gal, and she always comes in, and she's dealt with the most horrific oh. surroundings, and she always keeps her composure. And I was wondering, so she was on the show, but I cannot watch enough. But they do get into why the person got to that, so it's not that they're just capitalizing on what's happening right. there. They talk about whether it's abuse or family issues, and which we all go through. But at right. what point do we help ourselves? But my my favorite favorite is Intervention. It's coming back January sixth or January second for a new. I see those shows. I don't agree with that. I'm sorry. See, my mom says the that's same like thing. That's like porn. Like it's like it's like to catch a predator. That's like watching porn to me. Like why do you want to watch someone get caught for you know what I mean? Do no, no, that. No. Intervention but why helps do we watch, them, and then you realize. We, but why do we got to watch that? Like to me, I don't. Agree I think with it's that. informative, and it talks about like addiction is about the addiction. This. It's not we about know the person. This. But it's like, it's like to me, like you're exposing someone's at their lowest, and I think people who get off on that, I don't, I don't agree with it. Well, I DVR it, so I, <laughs> I also DVR Judge Judy. I like so that's America's Most Wanted. I like it when they actually caught the real bad guys. Which was almost <laughs> next impossible, by the way, because their most For wanted you. were like, yeah. Well, no, there's one. Find. I don't yeah. know if it's the yeah. one you mentioned. There's one where the guy, the guy's kid was actually taken from him, and then he went on this personal mission to, he made the show, huh. and he's the producer of the show, and it's it's basically like following and tracking these these pred- sexual predators. Was it predators. to catch a predator? I think I think that might be it. It's a silver haired guy. Yeah, and he sits in a chair. What was the network that was on? It was John Walsh. John Walsh was that him? And so his his son or daughter was taken. But he's like he's on this personal vendetta because his kid was taken and never found. Uh, that, you know, that's well, great. See, that's, that's great. I think it's informative, Scott. It, no, it's not informative when you actually sit there and why do you watch, want to watch someone getting caught for doing something like that? To me, it's just weird. Because it tells other people, don't do that. You're going to get caught. But why should you have to tell people? We know not to do that. Because it fills an hour slot and it's cheaper than network television. Thank you, Erica. Thank there you. we go. And, and, exactly, and, and that's why it's about money. And that's why I think it's pornography. Money, well, see, I need to watch there's, television. There's two distinct things going on here. One is what you're talking about is pushing that emotional button like why do you it's and that's the the, the sort of tell me that you did thing it. that it's like porn like what you're talking about yeah. but 
I think that the good side of that particular show is that be, when that guy is chasing down suspects he and he's airing it, he's basically airing their dirty laundry on TV. So people have been caught. Like, suspects have been apprehended and proven guilty and found and, and convicted based on audience members seeing the guy in their hometown and saying, that's the guy I saw on the show, that's him, and the cops catch him. So yeah, justice I mean, I, is kind of brought to... Yeah, I, uh, I, 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 I get what you're saying there. If they just said, hey, we caught these pe- you know, caught certain people, we've we, you know, informed it that way, why do we have to watch the process? No, Them I, getting I tackled, get... seeing these poor people, sometimes their first offense... Yeah. You know, and it's like we people get off on that, and I think that's excuse my French. It's fucked okay, up. Th- you don't even have cable, so hush. Um, that's why we, I don't have cable. We, we, that's we, why we I don't. Have a, we have I'm a very we have a very revenge-driven <laughs> criminal I'm a justice character. system. Okay, and it's a just us system. I mean, it's like well, we, we take revenge against right. certain You're, people, that's not true. everyone. I mean, so this is Nietzsche ressentiment. It's about resentment. It's about just getting even. Us. I love I his music, Nietzsche in the club. <laughs> That's very clever that you said that, though. It's true. Yeah. It is just us. Uh, you you're talking that, right? one of the smartest people. In fact, Erica, we, we have a history. When our lives were different, you were in insurance. I was in corporate banking. Wow. And we got, yeah, at, no. it was after an event, and we talked for three hours at a bar in Pasadena. It was a hotel bar. And we it. talked Ooh, about every of aspect of, of life. Oh, yeah. But you have so much research and so much thought from so many different walks of life. One of the most fascinating, uh, this was 10 years ago, and the minute I saw you on American Horror Story, I was like, oh my God. And it's so weird that our lives are now where they are, and wow. it's, it's come full circle. It's so weird. And my best friend Very who I cool. hung out with today, he was there, and he happened to be in studio. Okay, wow. anyway, let's get the show on the road. Uh, Scott, you are here to, to talk to us a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the holidays, and we're starting to buy presents. Oh, I'm doing the worst now? present buyer. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to get things started. Chris, um, I, I sent you a video to play, um, and it's, it's a gentleman opening up a Christmas gift. <laughs> and so we're going to get this segment started mm-hmm. uh, with this, and I want us all to enjoy this because do you know how you said, like, why do we watch It's Porn for Feeling Bad About People? <laughs> I cannot watch enough fail videos. Oh, Lord. I just, oh, hour after crap. hour, it'll be 3 oh. 30 in the morning. So here's a little holiday, because we're going to be talking about gift giving. Go, go ahead, Chris. Am I blocking you? I think you blocked the window. What, what? I couldn't. Oh, really the cat. See. Okay, I oh, see yeah. the cat. Got How many him. views does that get? How many millions? Oh, of millions of views. So he's. He, what the hell happened? So he's opening up a video game, and the cat just attacks him. Oh, oh, Jesus! Oh, the cat's Lord. like that's mine. Cats are from the devil. That is a scientific fact. Oh, it's that is such a dog. No, hot yeah. pockets are from the devil. Hot pockets got me through <laughs> college, the by the way. And lean pockets get me through life. <laughs> All right, so Scott, but, but you're going to tell us uh, the top tips of gifts not to My give. tips. It's my suggestions, and what the hell do I know? But hey, so from my perspective, if number one for me is do not buy store-specific gift cards. Because I usually realize people do what not... What other type of gift card is there? Well, American like, Express. Can I finish? <laughs> Thank See, you. Lala is all about it. She's like, <laughs> Thank you. She American Express it. black card. So, for example, let's get him a Target gift card. Let's get him this. It's like, well, what so if what they... what do I have to do to get buy that a visa. Daddy. Buy, yeah. buy a Visa gift card. They'll take it anywhere. But so American that's, Express, too. There's an American Express. Or American Express. They, they take it anywhere. Right. Or, really? you know, mask or whatever it is. A, a gift card, we can go anywhere. Don't Why be, is it so bad to give? Like, if you know the person. Do you know how many people that I know? If you have cheap-ass friends, you're going to like, you know, here's here's your Big Lots <laughs> gift card. They're going to be happy. Not me. <laughs> that will just sit there and just sit there. But if I like, knew that you went to Starbucks every morning for an hour and I got you a Starbucks card, that's me saying, hi, friend. I'm, I'm, I'm too busy to care about you to get you a real gift. So here's a gift card, but from a place that you like and enjoy. Yeah. But that could be an exception. 
But as a general basis, do not buy store-specific gift cards. If you buy more, like you said, a Visa or Magic Express card, people will be more happy and appreciative of that. Okay. And a mess. And a mess. Not many people would think... I was put on this earth just I don't to go refute to, you. You yeah, know that, right? We know this. Literally. Every but day... But I'll tell you, people might... Uh, there's a woman, uh, a friend of mine, her name is DJ. Let's she has a, a whole box of gift cards. See, that that's she, zero she, thought, zero attention. No, I no, that. because I hate she gift cards. No, she with. collects them because she's like, well, I don't go to these stores. Oh, what's her number? Exactly. <laughs> All so I love she DJ. Goes, Here, do you want <laughs> yeah. this one? Do you I want that one? So I've learned from my. I'm like, I know, I don't like those either because they sit there for a while. So just get a, you know, if you're gonna do a gift card, I just do... think gift cards are lazy to begin with. Well, if you're gonna be lazy, be broad and lazy. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> that's the name Get of my it. biography, broad and lazy. Now, for me, some people may disagree, but let me—it's not so much about don't buy this. I have be, no clue. In be fact, more, I'm not gonna get you be anything. more, be more aware about <laughs> buying clothes. Now, if you're a boyfriend, clothes are fine. If it's a best friend and you know exactly what they wear and where they want to shop, yes. Or maybe Otherwise, you want to change, uh, change. How up many what people doing? literally wear the clothes are given as gifts? People know me pretty well. Sixty percent. Thank maybe, you, maybe. thank you. And sixty percent. I don't rate. have a lot of choices, so well, yes, you're, you're I'm happy to get something to wear. Yeah, okay. I don't. Unless you know the person who <laughs> had a body like this over here, it's like, my God, you are exhausting to look at. Well, maybe you're closely put together by sure Renaissance Fair, Dolce okay. Gabbana, and Marc Jacobs, and Wilbur Versace built so your outfit. So we're the ones that agree on this. So maybe we're just prissy. <laughs> Maybe we're just we're the ones like yes we agree so maybe even here just we're too prissy. I think it's nice <laughs> like if you see somebody wearing the same thing over and over you're like you know what I think this would look Alexander, great on you and it, it takes time to shop for clothes for this somebody. This isn't a suggestion uh, you know segment. This is actually telling people what not to get me. So no clothes anybody. Okay. Nuh-uh. All right. Because let me the quick story. He went to the store to get boots for me. He said Do you like. I, did, I was happened to be there and there were boots. The there. boots and he says Scott because like we talk boots? about boots every day. They're the same exact ones I'm wearing. Oh so, no, honey. They yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Anyways, no, no. they're made out so, of real leather. <laughs> so another one that's kind of funny again, and this is—I mean, this is why I kept the seven. Don't buy holiday music or holiday-themed gifts. Oh, I me. agree with that. Because then again, yeah. a lot of people are just yeah. like, eh. Especially, I don't know if people are still buying CDs, but I've seen some CD gifts lately of holiday CDs. Don't do that. Don't that's buy anybody's scary. CD. Yeah. Don't do that. that so do we at least agree on one of that? Yes. Yeah. Right. I agree. Okay. Nobody, that's old that's cool. And plus, we know that holidays. It's like buying them an eight-track for Christmas. Yes. Right. Thank no, you. No, see, but that would be retro <laughs> cool. That would be considered that's cool. Awesome. If somebody bought me a vinyl, I would be very, very happy. Right. So this I is this vinyls. is this is good conversation. Now, collector's item vinyl, yes, that is actually that would be you know that's, that's different. Like Hanson's Mbop first limited edition single. Oh, that's all classic. About it. That's you guys, classic. That is the most embarrassing song on my playlist, and I'm proud of that most embarrassing song. If <laughs> that makes sense. That so now my yes. list feels better. Okay. So now just a couple of things I just want to say, like things like little suggestions. But people, people, at least I love. I feel like a lot of people like accessories too, or things that make life easier for the person. So, for example, a nice accessory for somebody if they play guitar, maybe get them a guitar case that's with their name stitched on the case. Like, yeah. you know, think about what they like and a nice accessory for yeah. it. That would be a great gift. Yeah, that's I had a, a good friend of mine. He's like a brother to me. He's uh, we've we've been in a number of bands together. He's an amazing bass player. One year I got him a uh, a leather strap, and I had uh, I had his his nickname. Done with the leather, like see, that's a great that's gift, an awesome, like the see? letters down, like uh, what do you call it? Thank you, Gary, like for sub- making it sound better. Yeah, yeah, it's like the shoulder pad, but it's for your or frontal James. pad. It's a frontal pad. Well, it's like a strap to hold the guitar on, but with the way yeah. they do the letter, it looks like it's like a depression, like it's behind, like it's cool. backlit, you know? Recessed, yeah, yeah recessed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Really cool. oh, see, that's nice and classy, also yeah. pretty pricey. So that's what I'm, so that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. So you think about like an accessory that could be personalized or something they already like and enjoy, people would appreciate that more, and it's personalized. So if you're thinking about a gift, kind of thinking that that. 
that spectrum. Okay. So do so like we're doing best gifts now. Is this is this a gift time? Yes. You go to color me mine. So here's some gifts to show you. Color me mine. Yeah, just make Jack everybody Busey, pottery. A funny web, like a webisode that we could do is taking Jake Busey to color me mine. <laughs> That'd be, that would be rad. <laughs> That'd be so awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for those holiday tips. And thanks for shooting them down too. Well, hey, that's what I was. I do agree with like the accessory type type stuff. Yeah. Well, but you know, it's it's more about another perspective because if someone gets me clothes, I'm like, you're telling me how to dress. You know, like I kind of I don't wear that. The only don't people. Offended. Not offended. I just don't. I don't. What wear if they're them. offended by your outfit? What does that mean? But that's offended? their problem. I like my outfit. So you're giving me something that you, you know, I might not like it. So I think clothes. If you know the person very well, you know exactly what their taste is. You look like the missing village person. Okay. Um, a huge thing. You really? know, I'm kidding. I love your passion. <laughs> Oh, okay, let's get the show on the road. A huge yes. thank you to our sponsors, Testloop. Testloop is the only way to travel yes. from L.A. Woo-woo. to San Diego, to Palm Springs, to Orange County. You ride in a Tesla in your own private little seat. The yeah. doors go like this. They put it yes. on autopilot most of the it's time. Crazy. You get snacks. You get uh, sound-canceling headphones. It's cheaper than an Uber. It's so luxury. Go to testloop.com. They have four routes wow. leaving per day, wherever you want to go. Four, he wow. said. Four, four routes. Yes. Four wow. routes, he said. They can actually do it. <laughs> Yeah, Robotic you literally cars? go and find out what city they're picking up and dropping off on. Uh, but that's the only way that I go to Palm Springs. Are you saying there's not a driver? No, there's a driver. There's a driver, but they literally put it on autopilot. Oh, my God. Sweet. Ours played a ukulele signed by Elon Musk, by the way. Wow. wow. And it, you guys, it's so affordable. You okay. cannot even believe how affordable it is. Um, also, Panache Optical Gallery, they do custom uh, sunglasses and, and eyewear for celebrities. Their showroom in Palm Springs is beautiful. Go to panacheopticalgallery.com. My glasses are made from vinyl records, by the way. And then the, your you glass case. You have them? Because they're really cool. They're really yeah. cool. I got to see this. See, that would be another good gift, too, for somebody. Oh, very wow. So, well, I'm a huge fan of musicals, so this is a Jesus Christ Superstar original 1979 album. It still has the cast there. Murray Head, his name is on there. That's Look made from the that. vinyl. Yeah. So, but they fashioned these glasses after Betty Davis's glasses, wow. and the actual frame is made from vinyl records. No way. Yeah. Wow. So, and the guy who runs it is so amazing. He's so good for the show. Every time I go out there, I get a new pair of glasses. So, go to Panache Optical Gallery. Also, our final sponsor, our tried and true sponsor from day one. If you want to help a small business uh, succeed and compete with the big guys, and everybody, don't laugh. It's Spunk Lube. Yeah, right, I was waiting for that. <laughs> yes. I'm like, we still have a any? little dabble do you. Our very first sponsor from day <laughs> one, and he still is still tried and true. Gay straight in between. Sometimes we all need a little rev up. Maybe for your motorcycles. Maybe your motorcycles <laughs> that you build need a little spunk lube. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yes. Anyway, they're featured on many sets in Southern California, too. Spunklube.com. A little dab will do you. Okay, let's get the show Mainly on the road. Mainly Van Nuys, California. Yeah, I'm right? serious. Uh, yeah, that sounded <laughs> like a fluffer. I needed a fluffer <laughs> yeah. joke. Oh. I needed a fluffer <laughs> joke. My humor is a fluffer. There we go. Um, <laughs> all right. I want to introduce. I want to formally introduce our guest for today. So excited to have such a diverse panel. And this is what I love about this show. You never know who is going to be on the show and what mixture we have. And we've been so blessed. So thank you so much for my guests. Thank you for my listeners. And Chris, thank you for staying awake. Okay. <laughs> oh, I get that death stare. All right, Eric Irving, from humble beginnings to worldwide model, fitness trainer, actress, and TV host, Erica Irving, a.k.a. Amazon Eve, has headlined in over 30 countries and has been featured in 200-plus newspapers and magazines. Uh, a once title holder with the Guinness Book of World Records as the tallest model. She's going nowhere but up. Uh, called Babezilla in Japan, by the way. She is widely known for her roles in Hemlock Grove and, of course, American Horror Story Freak Show, one of my favorite seasons. So intense. Um, and we're going to talk all about that. Along with her busy schedule of TV and print appearances. Uh, she is a champion for ending child abuse and neglect, an advocate for the LGBT rights and those who suffer from AIDS. And if you're in the Long Beach area, come hear her do comedy. 
comedy. I didn't know comedy was added to the list. At the Laugh Factory uh, tomorrow, which is Wednesday, 29th, at 7.30 p.m. at the Laugh Factory. And I've been there many, many times. It's right by the water, and I love it. Beautiful location, too. Yes. Well, thank you. Welcome to the show, Erica Irving. Thank you guys for having me on. Yeah, of course. Another lovely lady joining our show, born and raised in Los Angeles. We have a native here, Z Lala. <laughs> Z Lala. I think I want to change it to Z Lala. That's what I want to do. I love it. I love, I love it. You guys, just diva, diva, diva. That's all I have to say. Uh, she began singing at the age of five years old, coming from a background of talented opera singers, theatrical uh, people, and drama performers. By the age of 14, she began to record in different studios and work with different producers uh, until she found her own distinctive style. And when I say distinctive style, I mean distinctive style. Uh, she's been recognized for her musical and art artistic prowess by leading industry figures such as Shaul uh, Talmay of David Bowie and The Who, Mark Williams of Madonna, Janet Jackson, and many, many others. You could go to your website and see this long <laughs> list of quotes. Uh, she's well known for her eccentric costumes that bear resemblance to the outlandish style of Lady Gaga, of course. Her appearance at the Billboard Music Awards received attention from publications such as Billboard, E! News, um, Business Insider, Yahoo, and various others that featured Z Lawless. And this is what I love. <laughs> featured you as the worst outfit. Yep. You took that, you're like, mm-hmm. Okay. I made it. I'm going to come back bigger and better <laughs> next time. But, uh, but I love when people can, can take... Number one, it was not the worst dress at all. It was so provocative and so inventive. Thank you. Uh, her appearance at the Latin Grammy Awards also generated buzz. It was like, God, girl, um, from her notable looks from the Washington Post and Latino Magazine. Welcome, Zila La. Thank you. Ooh. Happy to be here. Oh, clap track. Thank, thank clap, you track. clap track. Clap track. Clap <laughs> track. And last and certainly not least, I've been a huge fan uh, of, of, of our guest uh, for such a long time. Uh, Jake Busey was born, raised, and is living well in show business. Um, the son of photographer uh, Judy Helkenberg and actor Gary Busey, Jake spent his childhood, film, uh, uh, childhood on film sets on the road and also on the road with his father's various bands. He grew up also uh, side-staging such act, watching from, from the wings, literally Willie Nelson, Leon Russell, Fleetwood Mac, and uh, he found his passion for music and performing. His first movie, Straight Time in 1977, starring alongside his father and Dustin Hoffman, and we actually have, have, a, have a, a shoot for that. Look how little of you are! Of course we do. Kathy so Bates adorable. was my mom, yeah. Oh, Kathy oh, cool. Bates! Erica, yeah. Kathy Bates! And you worked side by side with Kathy Bates. Oh, yeah. Wow. Um, after yeah, finishing school uh, for arts and sciences, he returned to the big screen uh, with Jodie Foster in Contact. It's such a crazy, weird role. Um, and then with Will Smith, Gene Hackman, John Voight, and Lisa Bonet in The Enemy of the State, Michael J. Fox in one of my favorite films, Peter Jack uh, Jackson's The Frighteners, Luke Wilson and Drew, Drew Barrymore in Home Fries, Reese Witherspoon in S uh, SFW, um, and of course, Starship Troopers, which was at that time was such a new type of film. Yeah. I'm going to talk about that. Um, he uh, appeared in the final season of Justified, of course, that hit series on FX. Um, all three seasons are from Dust Till Dawn. Uh, <laughs> the series, such a fun series, such a fun series. You guys have to wild. check it out. Uh, L. Ray Network and Netflix. Um, also, part of History Channel's eight-hour miniseries, Texas Rising, alongside Thomas Jane. I hope you still have his phone number. Uh, Bill Paxton, <laughs> Ray Liotta, uh, Jeremy Davies, Jessa Bung, many, many others. Um, Recently, he can be seen in Hulu's Freakish, Showtime's Network's Ray Donovan in season five, also featuring Susan Sarandon. Um, oh. And your role in that was 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 as Acid Man. Working through the punch with Acid Man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but quickly a fan favorite as well. And then this summer, uh, August 2018, I'm so excited, he makes uh, a return to the summer event, uh, which is the return of Predator, 
uh, titled The Predator, and it's a sequel to, uh, it's a direct sequel to Predator 2, mm. not any of the Predator spinoffs. And in, in such a weird, uh, I guess, fate, th- n- let me know if this makes sense, uh, Jake will be playing his father's character's son's character. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Just, you have to your character it. is your is a character's son played by your father in the original Predator 2. It's a stretch. I play my father's son. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and also a bit of a renaissance man. Uh, his his hobbies include, not that fatherhood's an hobby, but fatherhood <laughs> is, is there. Uh, of course, acting music, and we have some footage of you playing the drums, flying planes, and fabricating custom motorcycles. Please welcome oh Jake Busey. <laughs> Thank you, thank you, thank you. Glad to be here. Glad to be here with you, Alex. Hand up. So, Jake, you do so many interviews on so many different, from podcasts to, to, to big network interviews. How do you prepare for an interview? You're just like, okay, here's another one. I'm Where just, do I show up today? I'm just an interview whore, so <laughs> <laughs> never mind me. I like talking about myself. <laughs> Don't we all? No, you know, I, I think that, uh, I think... I think one shows up to the ball ready to dance and and who knows uh, what the music's going to be but you yeah. know bring it on let's do it what do you what do you want to know and I'm I'm here to tell you what yes. I've experienced well, and, and Erica, for American Horror Show, they made you, or, or Horror Story, they made you go to so many red carpet events, the full cast, and of course it was Freak Show, so there was that, that dual thing where it's like, well, yeah, we want to talk to the, the actors, but we also want to talk to some of the personalities that made up the Freak Show. You guys did so many red carpets. In fact, Naomi Grossman, who played Pepper, has been on the show a number of times. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and you got to hang out with Lady Gaga one night. Yeah. But were you asked the same questions over and over and over? Like how tall I am, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> or I, sh- I have this little T-shirt saying, "No, I don't play basketball." <laughs> That's good. You know, I, 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 and and usually it's uh, can I say uh, I should change my name to Holy Shit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you walk up and like, oh. I hear that. Well, they all have the to time. change the camera angles. That's usually from the camera person. They're like, "Oh God, here we go, ankle up." <laughs> I know. I know. And the elevator scene. You know, when you close the elevator doors and the mirrors are there, and yep. the guys are on both sides of me, both looking. Oh, what the <laughs> hell is that? <laughs> it's very common for me. So, you know, it's it's a Glober Gawker effect. And, and Z, mm-hmm. we hear so much about your outfits and we see your music. Your music, in fact, go to YouTube, look up Z Lala. Every one of your videos is so different and so out there and amazing. Thank you. Uh, but we don't really get to know the person behind the persona. So on a red carpet, what are they asking you? Other than your outfits and and. You know what do you what video do you have coming out? What is it that you're getting asked? Because it's very difficult to piece together questions. I'll be honest. Oh, you know they say, um, "How are you still, you know, functioning? Isn't that heavy?" They ask about, <laughs> you know, is that how heavy? do you do it? Because your headpiece is right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They say, oh uh, "Is that all your hair? How many pounds is your outfit?" And um, you're right. You know, it, it doesn't show exactly the daily life of me and who I am, which is why my social media, we do a lot of videography and we do a lot of reality on my social media, which is why I have a huge following on social media. Um, Mm -hmm. Because we show things that, you know, is not shown on the red carpets or my interviews or on fashion police. Um, So, yeah, I would say go to my social media if you want to get into the dirt. (laughs) Or the glimpse of the real you. Yeah, absolutely. Because actually, I'd say you're actually so sweet. 
Thank you. you. What do you mean, actually? I'm thinking, okay, I'm thinking, is she going to be diva-like? Or what is she going to be? And then she comes and she's so sweet, so bubbly. So A lot of people think that. A lot of people think I could be a bitch, but I'm actually nice. Well, you seem like you know what you want, but I'm saying that you have this like this very sweet airness to you. Thank you. Yeah, that's very nice. I'm glad you see that. Now, you left college to pursue your music career. Yeah. Are you happy? I mean... 100%. I think, you know, you can't really... You could get a degree in music, but I don't think for what I wanted to do and where I wanted to be, I, I don't think you could get a degree in that in pers uh, sure. per se. Mm -hmm. So I figured, let me discontinue college and study, um, go through this, you know, uh, you know, work with producers, go to the, go through the dirt. The experience. And, and yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, the school of life. I learned a lot and um, I, I've been through a lot. Absolutely. But I think that that was the best thing I could have done to, to work on my music absolutely. and my craft, you know, yeah. put all my time into that in the studios and, and um, networking and really, you know, I, I, I did the right thing. I don't regret it. No. Well, it's very, very funny you say that. And, and Jake, I want to know, because like, your music experience, too, you learned a lot on the road watching these greats. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if, um, you know. Also, one of the things about music, and uh, especially if you're going to, if you have aspirations of being a big diva pop star, is that you know we all want do, to yes. see those, right? <laughs> yeah. Of course, Cheers. we all want to see those people young. I was in a band. We got a record deal. We got signed, and all that stuff. And wow. then, and none of us slowed down to realize that we were all 38 years old. And the record executive said to us in one meeting, he's like, he's like, you know, I'm going to put some money behind you guys, but I'm, I'm just not. You know, the, the I just have one apprehension, and that's about your age. And and we all kind of looked at each other like, what What does that mean? And then like the next year when I turned forty, I was like, oh, now I know what he was talking about. We're fucking old guys, you know. And it, it doesn't work because music. We want to see the Jonas Brothers. We want to see these guys that are like fifteen and they're coming up. We want to see like divas that are that are eighteen. We want to see like. But I mean, I, I'm not saying me personally, but I'm saying, you know, yeah. culture in general, like if you look at all the artists that emerge on pop radio, oh, they're yeah. all like 18, 19. I mean, look at Michelle Branch was like, I mean, what was she, 14 when her thing came out? Wow. With, yeah, with, yeah, with, yeah. Uh, with oh, yeah. Santana. Very, very young. Oh, so in Miley Cyrus, I mean, they all, everybody starts really young. So if you, if you whisk them off to college, we don't get to see them perform yeah. because they're studying and they're not Absolutely. young and on stage. Couldn't have said it better. Okay. Plastic surgery so, and airbrushing. <laughs> so, you know, anyway, so then, I mean... What, what music is out there, then, for the 40-plus-year-olds? I mean, there has to be... We have to have already made it. Okay. I mean, so, look at yeah. Dave Grohl, right? I mean, yeah. you just you, you already make it. You, yeah. you make it when you're between 20 and 25. Yikes. I was yeah. about to start my band next year. <laughs> no, but it's funny you say that. We uh, A couple of weeks ago, we had R5, uh, which is a huge pop band. We had yeah. the drummer, Ellington Ratliff, on, and he had been doing it for nine years, and he's only, like, 25, yeah. 26. Right. I'm like... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My God. Um, I Jake, I want to play a little bit of you playing the drums, and this is a, a, a kind of like a behind-the-scenes music video that you did uh, with your dad. You wail on those drums, by the way. Chris, oh. Chris can we take... Which, uh, I'm, I'm curious to see what this is. Yeah. Uh, ba -ba -ba -ba. It's coming. There, uh. there we go. I want you guys to look at Jake just wailing on the drums. Oh, there I also go. played guitar on this. That's me playing guitar, too. My dad's one of his old songs. I never knew that your dad sang, by the way. 
Yeah, he played Buddy Holly and got nominated for an Academy Award. I <laughs> some of the greats so young did it desensitize you to the whole mystique of music and and bands i think it did when i was when i was young and i there was a period of time in my teens that i branched away from home away from the nest away from the small town that i grew up in and i started doing other things one of them uh was off-road racing and then hanging out with a bunch of cats that were you know blue collar dudes pipeline guys plumbers uh, carpenters contractors cement contractors guys that you know they they ran the companies that fixed the freeways, and then their hobby, because they had the money, was was the off-road racing, which is expensive. And I, as a young guy, I liked that. But what that, that did is it took me away from that sort of uh, performer's little sort of cocoon I lived in, where, where the world was under my dad's kind of umbrella of, like, all things important in the world are performing, mm. whether it be acting or, or, or directing or, or, or music or anything like that. And I got to see, like, from the outside, back in, like, okay, well, there's more to life than just that. And then all of a sudden I had this huge reverence for, for all the people that I grew up watching. And then I all of a sudden I was like, whoa, wow. Uh, as much as I complained about my dad not taking me camping uh, as a kid, Look what I got to do! I got to I got to do all these wonderful things, right. and I got to, you know, hang on in Willie Nelson's bus and get a contact high when I was. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, these are things that I, I later learned to appreciate with the little separation in time. Right. And um, like Mick Fleetwood, like his daughter is like, uh, you know, one of my best friends. And I was just talking to her the other day, and I had this sort of epiphany. You know, I was like, God, I just, I, I, I need to talk to your dad. I need to tell him how amazing he is because I ran into him at the Dodger Stadium when they played last summer, and, and, and he just, he was just fit and tan and just like strong as an ox, and, and seventy five years old, and the guy looks like he could pick up a car, and I was just like, wow, you know, after all those years on the road, all the ups and downs, all the drugs, the mm -hmm. this, the that, and he's come out of it all, and so on top, standing on top of this mountain beating his drum and I was just so impressed and I so I, I called Lucy at eight in the morning. I was like, I gotta I gotta talk to your dad, you know. So we woke him up in Hawaii because uh, of the time difference. It was so early. But uh, yeah, and later in life I did grow to appreciate those wonderful things that I got to see as a kid. Yeah. And I really am thankful for that. And Erica, you grew up on a very small farm, hometown, mm -hmm. uh, like cows and 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 grapes. Uh, and whatnot, and oh, you're yes. grapes, yeah, gra <laughs> cows and grapes. Wine yeah. country, <laughs> Napa, <laughs> not quite wine country. We 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 had a lot of. I mean, it's like farmlands, Turlock, California. In fact, I'm actually staying there right now for the holidays. Um, it's flat. It's green. You know, forty percent of food comes out of that part of the country, and you learn. You know, it's it's a very Christian, very conservative town. It's been that way for years. I had to run away when I was 16 out of San Francisco to, you know, find myself. Okay. Well, and you were super, super tall at such an early age. So not only was it a small hometown, but then you were the tallest person in the town. Well, I grew up really fast at 14. And uh, I think oh, I'm going to be taller than everybody else. I got really desperate. So I started looking for a way to transition because I was born, you know, 
biologically male. And by the time I got to San Francisco in 1983-84, AIDS scared the hell out of me, so I stayed away. And I didn't even start uh, transitioning until I was 36. I wanted to when I was 16, but I had to wait. Now, they I mean, they, they, they come out in utero, in utero, and they're just, like, brand new, and they look so hot. It's like, my God, I'm jealous. <laughs> Um, so, but have you been able to yes. use any of the, those small town uh, like value system or, or any of that? You know, you're in this entertainment industry where it's it's vicious. You have to watch your back. Yeah. Um, what were you able to learn as a small hometown girl from this business? Like what were you, what were you able to transfer over? Well, Manners. My, from 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 my world, you know, the work ethic. Mm. You know, millennials just don't work very hard. What is that? Yeah. Except They're for you, lazy. Z, Z, la, la. <laughs> I work my butt off. I mean, it's it's. What's a cutoff point to millennial? By the way, like what what age? What what? That's you a know? good question. Because I'm I'm supposedly I'm a year two thousand. I'm, it's, I'm it's, it's, it's those it's those that are like in their thirties now. Is it eighty two to two thousand? Because I'm eighty two. Eighty two. You had to be born like eighty two to two thousand. Because I'm eighty two, but I'm I'm I bust my ass. So I don't know. Yeah, you're still early. Because I, 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 I don't consider myself to be the millennials that we see today. I'm but like, I think it's yeah. the way that you're raised. I have not met. You know, we have a lot of young actors that he come through this show. He doesn't seem like a millennial at yeah, all. Yeah, this, no. this, no, this, this is a very old, focused old, old business. Soul. You stay very focused on what you're doing. And you, you go out there and make your own work. This is a do-it-yourself kind of gig. See, but I think what, what Hollywood mm -hmm. and Jake, you've been in the industry for, for a good from your youth in, into now your adulthood, and so you can tell us how the industry has changed. But oh my god! But people think that you can just become a success overnight, and that somebody's mm -hmm. going to discover you, and that you can be on set for four hours a day, and then you know have your assistants do everything or not show up on set on time. And we get a lot of young people on this show, um, and they're at the start of their career, mm -hmm. and they're so tired all the time and they're complaining about like little Entitled. things. Yeah, it's That's ridiculous. The that is the worst. I, yeah. I, I want to slap them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think I think they you can know. blame it all on the computer and on the internet. It mm. really because they grew up in a culture social media. Uh with that social media and with all of that. They grew up where everything was not even further than arm's reach. Right. Everything was right. accessible. So when I mean, it's almost you can't really fault them because they didn't know any different. True. They were also True. We and, did too. And it, it's, yeah. I mean, okay. we, we, you know, when you wanted to find out where somebody was, you had to ask a few folks and you had to kick around a can a little bit to where you found, you know, your, your ex-girlfriend. Or if you weren't or, home, you didn't get a phone call until right. you got back home. You know, that's how I remember growing up. Yeah. And, you know, if you, <laughs> if you made plans with somebody. To meet somewhere, you do you, it. You had to be. You meet do there. it. That's yeah. another good point. You can't just text, "Hey, twenty minutes late." It's right. Yeah, there was no room for being late yeah. or you know it's flaking. True. So, yeah. so they, you know, I think culture. They just yeah. We walked to the set in five feet of snow. <laughs> but uh, yeah. yeah, there's a there's a lot of mythological perception that gets distorted. I think with uh, all that, I don't have an assistant. I, I don't have someone following me around doing my stuff. You know, I, I was late tonight because I. Paid attention to my Apple Map thing that said it'll take you an hour. <laughs> oh no, it did not take an hour. It was an hour nope. and a half. Oh my lord! Yeah. Well, thank you for driving for that. Um, I want to talk about your first. It was role. only. It was. It was only five miles. It, it, That's it, LA. Welcome <laughs> to LA. If somebody says, "Hey, you want to go to a party or a uh, premiere in Santa Monica?" No, 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 no. Thanks. no. It's it's a three hour journey. I, I passport. Take, I have to take a whole day off just to go to Santa Monica. But it is true. Exactly. That's not even a joke though, because well, whatever. Yeah. Uh, your first role in Straight Time. I got, I got a few questions about this. Uh, of course, with your dad. Gary it's Busey. not an LGBT movie. It's not straight no, time. Straight as time. In that. I saw that movie once. 
I still own it. Um, uh, but of course, with your with your dad and Dustin Hoffman, uh, the question that has been asked in different ways is: Was it fun for you? Or did you have nerves, or was it just so natural for you to be a part of that film? I was very young. I was five years old, mm -hmm. and I had no nerves about it whatsoever. My dad quotes me as having said, he, he asked me, he said, so, son, you know, my dad's very gregarious and very... Yes. Uh, very, uh, Celebrity Apprentice? Jovial. My favorite. Yeah, I have to say. Yeah, yeah. and he's, he's very enthusiastic. Um, when you catch him on a good mood on a good day, he's extremely enthusiastic, and he's also very supportive of anyone around him who he respects. I mean, it's incredible uh, how he, he he puts everybody on a pedestal. It's it's quite amazing. And he tries new things, um, Dancing with the Stars. Hello. Yeah, and and, oh, and so that. one of the things he asked me, I guess he he quotes me on this. He said, he said, uh, I almost remember remember the moment, but uh, he he said, so son, you like this acting thing? You like this? Uh, you know, what do you think about it? And I said, no, I, I think it's stupid. I'd rather be drawing a truck. I was five, you know, yeah. and I was learning how to draw. You're a typical kid. And, um, and he said, what do you mean? Why do you think acting is stupid? And I said, well, I think it's stupid because you pretend, but you play like you're not pretending. So mm -hmm. it's, you know. <laughs> right. It's, it's dumb. And from a kid's point of view, that makes perfect sense. It's like, what, what, yeah. Yeah, so I didn't do another movie until I was in my 20s. Yeah. Wow. Huh. Yeah. Now, Z, talking about entertainment in the family you yes. come from like talk about the greatest showman you have so many different aspects of performance family yeah tell me a little bit uh about that sure my grandmother was a very well-known uh, opera singer in lebanon and uh, i remember when i was three years old actually no i was four years old four and a half going on to five uh, she was babysitting me and then i started singing with her she was singing opera and i had the pipes so i just went for it she's like what and, um, yeah, I do theater. My father was an actor in his country, in the Middle East. Um, he performed for thousands of people. He was a professional dancer, one of the best uh, in his country, an actor, a singer. So I get it. Nice. I get it from them. Well, I love it. And, and that also nice. comes your, your culture. You sing in, in how many? Because every time I look at your bio, <laughs> which has been every day this week to prepare for today, you refresh and there's another language that's added. <laughs> I, I, I kid, but you've sang in what? Like 18 different languages? Yeah, how many, how many languages do you do? 19 languages. Do you actually, are you proficient oh. on my team? Yeah, I can. I mean, I've performed wow. for, um, yeah, Latin uh, events. Wow, and, fantastic. Um, Arabic events, Russian venues, and... You know, it depends on the event. I'll do the like, like when I did, I think the Latin stage, I did the main stage and I did the Latin stage at LA Pride about two years ago. So mm. I also, I have to remember that. So yeah. if it was so, LA Pride. <laughs> so, so when you tour, do you do your own music in those different languages for the, the countries yeah. that you do it? Yeah. That's fucking it's brilliant. Cool. That's Absolutely. fucking cool. Absolutely. I think that's How cool. we met was I was the MC for Palm Springs Pride. Yes. And you know, that's we cool. had so many performers because each performer had about a half hour to 45 minutes, which is a pretty short set. Right. And I was there for eight hours for three days. Wow. And in walks you because backstage, I thought backstage was nice in terms of everyone was getting along. But you right. know, when those so many acts so you have to introduce you're like okay give me the bio give me the bio and so you guys came right. in the way you guys carried yourself from the minute you walked in till the minute you left was so professional kind to everybody thank you and your dance group but the minute you took on stage it was like whoosh who's that because <laughs> I, I wasn't like okay how much longer can I go to the bar and get right. a drink yeah. um, but you guys were on and it was just this whole experience I want to tell uh, everybody that loves holiday uh, videos 
you're you singing opera, yeah. Um, and I'm gonna massacre the pronunciation, but it's like a Christmas type video yes. with Christmas trees. You know, I I start celebrating Christmas no- November <laughs> November first. <1st, laughs> wow, I love the <laughs> nice. bond. But the the you know your videos on YouTube are so out there, and we're gonna watch a little bit of one of my favorites, and they're so varied, but they're very genre specific. Yes, and so to yeah. see you a little bit softer in your approach yes. with with the opera, Vidkormem. But yeah. Oh, mm. so so. Vide mm. Bless you. Yes. <laughs> Bless you, my child. Yeah. <laughs> Just YouTube Zilala, because try try to spell that out. But it was a very different approach in terms of a fan of your seeing you because your look is very gentle. It's right. just you right. um, in the studio. Yeah. And that must have felt so naked. And Scott, you're going Let's through this it. a little Absolutely. bit through Oh Holy Night, yeah. where it's, you really have to sing the phrases. You have yes. to be the singer first. You can't do a lot of the pop stuff. That's right. Um, and that must have been very frightening for you to put that out there for your it listeners was. that are expecting it's something. A vulnerability. It was. It, it was vulnerability. very natural makeup, no glitter, in the studio. All right, do it. Um, Italian, you know, it was a, it's a amazing Dante mm-hmm. piece. Mm-hmm. And very raw, you're right. But I think it spoke, it was the only video that didn't, you know, I get positive and negative comments, sure. lovers and haters. Exactly. Of course, it's social that's media. That's reality. Absolutely. And that's the only one that I think I've, Maybe gotten one negative comment on. I mean, mm. not. I mean, just for kicks. Sure. But uh, it it was very natural. I had a lot of the elders loved it. My family loved Let's it. See it. Let's it's, see it. It's, it's, it's opera. Yeah. No, I want you go, to go to YouTube because yeah. selfishly we're gonna play one of my favorite videos, oh, which is the man. Sweet Dreams. I want to see that. Oh, yeah. Yes. Actually, uh, Chris, do you mind if we watch a little bit of Sweet Dreams? What I love about this video is not only is it a cover of one of my favorite songs, yep. but it shows it's Annie Lennox. Yes. I love, yeah. I love Annie Lennox. Yeah. But it shows you gapping from a throwback to music way before yep. your time to incorporating your personal style yep. um, to it, which I love. Let, let's take Thank a little you. peek at uh, Sweet Dreams. Some of them want to use you. Some of them want to be used by you. Some of them want to abuse you. Some of them want to be abused. That's me every morning, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> But you make the song yourself. Like you're phrasing everything. I love that shot, by the way, the reverse shot. I want to be an extra in your next video, by the way. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm calling you. Yeah. You should. <laughs> you don't have to tell it's me. I'm like, I'm in every scene. <laughs> and you too. He's going to jump in there. I'm uh, holding, him, holding him back. I'll be holding him back. <laughs> whatever. Whatever. Um, back there. But I want to talk about doing something out of your comfort level, like we were talking about your opera yeah. piece. Erica, you doing comedy. When I found out that you were doing the mm-hmm. Long Beach Laugh Factory, number one, the Laugh Factory, you can't just go up on the Laugh Factory and be like, here I am. Laugh Factory has some history to it. Yes. Um, I... Number one, I've known you in many different stages from the business stage we talked about. Mm-hmm. And like I said, when I saw you on American Horror Story, I freaked out. I'm like, oh my God, I know her. Um, and in doing Except it was louder and like an octave <laughs> higher. Yeah. How that dare was... you? I was, I was Betty Boop. Um, <laughs> I want to 
But then, like, so seeing your involvement with with short films and also your activism, which you do a lot for the LGBT community, so thank you for that. Yes. But comedy has got to be one of the most scary things um, in terms. In fact, uh, Jessica Lang, whom you shared the screen with for many, many episodes of American Horror Story. Her least favorite role was in Tootsie because she couldn't, she didn't know how to play the comedy, and she was at constant odds with her own acting every day. She felt worse and worse about her performance. Wow. And the director says, "Don't play the comedy, play the character. Okay. You don't play comedy." Yeah, and true. Jake, you do such a good job of mixing the comedy with whatever genre, whether it be sci-fi or horror or or whatever you're doing. Um, but it's a very delicate nice. dance. So, Erica, how did you get into this comedy? Oh, God, it started right after Hemlock Grove. Um, I needed to do something, because I need to go out there and do some more speaking gigs in terms of I want to make my show. Um, I was working on my solo show, and I wanted to add some comedy to it, because it, it can get pretty down, because I'm talking about um, tough subjects well, yeah. and and dealing with transition, also educating the public at the same time. And I get out there. I want to also add humor to the program and I've, I've watched a lot of comedians throughout the years and I studied theater and did a lot of shows up in Northern California when I was doing my undergraduate work then I moved to Southern California and went to law school, studied there, worked in law offices, worked uh, as an investigator, worked for um, the big law firms downtown, went into business legal fairs. Um, I wanted to disappear, transition, and you met me when I was the executive director of the Los Angeles Association of Health Underwriters. Yes, and I remember yes. because your pantsuits, like Hillary Clinton would call you to be like, what should I wear? Because your <laughs> pants, when you would come in, I remember everybody would just be like, there would be the signs, whoosh. And there was wow. this commanding yeah. presence. And then you would speak mm -hmm. in the most eloquent, eloquent, <laughs> listen, eloquent uh, way with facts and, and everything. Like, this is your life. You constantly live this learning, 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 yes. and then sharing, sharing, sharing. That's exhausting, by the way. Well, and also making people look up. You know, that's part of my job. Um, I, I started, I saw a problem. I was working at a downtown law firm years ago about how to make a prosthetic uh, medically necessary and insurable. And I applied that same logic and reasoning to getting transgender medical needs covered, just basically removing the exclusion out of all health insurance contracts. And there was a lot of cooperation, and I wasn't the only one that worked on this. But um, And I, it wasn't well, a so sexy you, topic at, the, at that time. So you, you yes. were responsible then for cutting out a clause that allowed... Uh, people to to transition without with the insurance and without sort of I guess you cut out a lot of hassle and hurdle and a lot of you made you helped streamline the the, the process. Think think about it like this: Why do we brush our teeth? Right. It's real simple. You know, insurance companies got involved. The the American Dental Association said, "Okay, brushing our teeth, we have abate." further comorbid things like um, more expensive dental processes in the future, plus it's healthier and you live longer. It costs less to treat that. It costs less to brush your teeth than not to, and I apply the same logic. Medical economists do this. Actuaries do this. And we discovered uh, you know, that it costs less to treat this condition than not to. That's the simple argument, but it, it's been known that way for many, many years, and I just use that same logic, and the health underwriters would be the ones that would be opposing that idea. So when you lobby from the outside, I was lobbying from the inside, and I communicated that with the um, Transgender, Transgender Law Center, the uh, Transgender Equality 
uh, movement back in Washington, D.C., and GLAD and uh, HRC. So it was a combined effort of multiple fronts lobbying to wow. change the Affordable Care Act to include Section 1557, which removed the exclusion out of all insurance contracts. And in this, is, this is pre-Caitlyn Jenner. It's pre that's, when it was like a pop, uh, part but of so pop culture. That's supporting the LGBTQ community. Yeah. Not sitting on social media ranting about yeah. the community. <laughs> that's doing yeah. something about it. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I try seriously. not to do victim. Yes. Well, and I think that's, that's the that's wow. most important part of, of any uh, m- minority community. Uh, Erica, Tori uh, Trudeau says, love you, Erica. Oh, thank you. Yes, that's a fan. You, Tori. Scott Cruz says, I love you, Erica. Uh, Eric uh, in the chat room says. Big hugs. Scott, Scott, Eric in the chat room says, a black T-shirt uh, for Christmas for Scott. How could you go wrong? He'll check the price tag. That's how you could go wrong. Um, I'm not that bougie. <laughs> I'm not. I'm, I'm just. No. Okay. But I'm, 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 I'm Scott. Can I get a six I foot ten sex doll in my? Uh, yeah. Yes. Let's oh get this. Robotic. You know. So, but you have all of this energy going on activism. So I wanted to, t- and I got this question a lot from our LGBT fans. Mm-hmm. You were in a, in a season of American Horror Story, and then mm-hmm. the the subtitle, which is always the hot button of every American Horror Story season, is what's it, what's the subtitle going to be? And it was Freak Show. And so you had to approach the character. Number one, I know that the character was written for a man. Yes. Number two, being part of the trans community and then being in a show that's titled Freak Show, wasn't that a little dangerous? Because then it puts uh, trans rights with this, well, it's, it's kind of a freak show happening. Well, if we're going to look at intersectional politics and we go back in time, I wasn't playing a trans woman. I was playing a giant cisgender woman. And that was the name of freak shows for since the 1950s. When Ed Sullivan started entering the uh, television market, people would sit at home instead of going out to these carnivals and freak shows that would travel. And it was like that for hundreds of years. And I was given a, a historical lesson about the extraordinary body narrative and by Matt Frazier, who was my co-star, who played um, Paul the Illustrated Seal, the one with the short arms. Yeah. And he was part of those freak show elements in New Jersey. And he's done that kind of performance art for many years. He's also a drummer, by the way. He's so handsome, too, by the way. Yes, he's easy on the eyes. He's a cute, cute, cute fella. And I got to do a fight scene. That was kind of cool. Michael Chiklis actually taught me how to do a fight scene. I've never done that before. We almost played that scene, but it was it was a little uh-huh. graphic and it was hard to watch. But it was so realistic. And, yeah. I mean, you got to kill Michael Chiklis. I didn't get uh, to kill him. I, be, I beat him up. Well, yes. I threw him out of my trailer. Dream of many of his co-stars. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so you took it as an empowering moment um, and, and playing the, the character. Uh, somebody is saying that they can't quite hear you, if you can get closer. Can you hear me better? There you go. Can we turn up her mic? How's that? Thank you. I yeah. can hear myself. All right. So I, I, I love myself. I love that you took that and you you showed mm-hmm. up to the audition with hair slick like you showed up as a man for the it was originally uh, audition. It, the, the part was originally slated for a guy um, named Johnny Long in the Pants I mean when you went over there I mean it's, it's a Ryan Murphy show yeah. we love you Ryan you're a genius Come on. yeah um, and I I showed up and I and there's my there's my dating pool right there in Hollywood we're talking about six foot ten I have no makeup no hair on I've got a flannel shirt on brown my breasts you know drop my voice and going not no no wrong <laughs> anyway went in there nailed it I did not I wanted to meet the guy I wanted them to see me I didn't expect to get the part and they rewrote the part 
for Amazon, the character I created in yes. 2009. Yeah. Wow. And it's it's launched my career. It's Amazing. given me a visible point from which to speak to the listening of the public mm-hmm. out there about educating them about who we are. It's about visibility. Yeah. I've mm. I've done my good deeds, getting insurance and taking care. Now it's about my career and doing my solo I love show. That. And I will be at the Laugh Factory in Long Beach again. Amazing. Yes. Tomorrow. Now, in terms awesome. of, you know, this was like your first big visible role. FX, number one, which is a great network. Mm-hmm. And then American Horror Story, which, how can you go wrong? And then yes. this Dreamcast, Jessica Lange, Kathy Bates, Angela Bassett, Emma Roberts. Um, what nerves did you have? And Naomi told us about what set life, like you guys were literally in New Orleans, right? Yes. And you guys were kind of like... Best town. It, Best well, best and worst town. I think I'm. <laughs> I have a prison record there. Um, <laughs> it's you, a fun town. But you guys were like kind of Lots sequestered, and your shooting schedule was so intense, mm-hmm. and you just got the script like a few days ahead of the next, like what was happening. So you guys were kind of living the show as you were filming it. It wasn't like you had this huge arc where you guys knew where the show was going. I'm sure they had a frame of the arc, but they were examining us and looking at us and what we do, knowing our stories. And once they knew our stories, they incorporated that within the entire story. And the product was beautiful. I mean, this is not a freak show. This is a family. This is how people who were treated differently, who had a different, mm-hmm. ex- uh, had an extraordinary body narrative, whether they were born that way or through accident or illness, became injured in some way that deformed them and they were cast out of society and they would run to a freak show in order to find solace, home, job, and a purpose. Now, did you have any mm. nerves going to set with some of these names? Which one? Like Amazon Eve? Yeah, well, no. no I mean, I, I, no. <laughs> oh, oh, are you talking about the stars on the show? Yeah, like when you're on set with Jessica oh, like Lange. Oh, like intimidation where you were yeah. trying to... to um, at first, I was very starstruck. I remember her walking on the, the makeup trailer for the first time and I went, you know, you have that oh shit moment. Yeah. You know, it's like that's her. Mm-hmm. You know, she she's already done normal. She's already done a visibility film with us, and I mean, superstar, and then Angela Bassett and Evan Peters, and so dreamy. You know, I know Kathy Bates. It's like God, and I've I've had. It's a master's class in acting. And it's it's taught me a lot more than I've learned being on stage, doing stage acting for many years, and getting a chance to do this. I've done a couple of the films afterwards, and another television project which I cannot talk about yet. Stay tuned. But it's not a reality show. We know that. That's not a reality <laughs> show. Thank God. Let's take a peek uh-huh. um, at at one of the defi- oh, and it was it was Chrissy Mentz. It was one of her first big yes. n- network shows. Yes, by I got the to way, work with Chrissy. She was only in a few episodes. You were in almost every. Uh, okay, uh, let's watch a little bit of this great scene. Not uh, the sign of the cross again. No. We will enjoy freaks. Do you know that picture, Richard? Uh, oh, I can't say that I do. Oh, it's a wonderful picture. Explain the plot to him, Eve and Paul. Now the film is set in a traveling circus. A freak show. Huh. Cleopatra, a normal trapeze artist, marries the sideshow midget. But actually, she's trying to poison him for his inheritance. She plays Dennis all the O'Hare love him. fools until one day she gets drunk and reveals her true intentions. Then the freaks turn on her. They take their revenge out at night with knives and guns. Eve, Eve, darling, don't spoil the ending for him. Well, it sounds like a hit. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I have to go. 
So many things to do before we head out west. Nonsense. Oh, no. You can't leave before you're present. No, I couldn't. Shut up and sit down. You deserve this. What's gotten into you? you long and hard when I make this. Alright, so that's just a little reveal. If you haven't seen this season, you have to watch this season. Our very own Erica is, is featured in almost every... Um, but th that that season was very special because it kind of shifted from the from the rest of the other seasons, yeah. and like you said, it was showing that a freak show was 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 a family first. But the acting in that season was just was just so um, intense. That, that is an great. intense show. Yes, thank you. Uh, okay, I'm very humbled by that experience. I'm very grateful for it. I'm grateful the, for the the lesson it was. Not only it, it helped me appreciate people who were born physically different mm. and it's, beautiful. Uh, it's mm. broadened my mm. um, view to people who have been marginalized because of it well thank yeah. you thank you for your for your advocacy and, and thank you for for that season by the way and I, yeah. i'll just say we could do i like i like thank that you. that's what you and i can i kind of have to override the audience there I like how you, that's what you pulled from that experience. Not the fact, oh, I worked with these amazing actors. The fact I know that some American Horror Story actors who have done, yeah. yeah, yeah I, exactly right. But like, I, th I, th I love that mm -hmm. that's the experience that you pulled from it. You know what I'm saying? And the realization it made. So that, that I just want to say I really admire you for that. So I want to talk about genre yeah. acting. And Jake, you have mastered this to, to a T. Starship <laughs> Troopers is still watched by, by every generation coming through. And I remember when that movie came out, people were like, what the hell? In fact, Scott, you'll love this. You don't know, Rue McClanahan had a really small part in Starship oh, Troopers. Yeah. She, was, she was the classroom teacher. Do you have a relationship <laughs> with her? I mean, he's actually implying B. Arthur, McClanahan, next Betty White, then Estelle Because Getty. you love the Golden Girls. Lo we all love the Golden Girls. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't love yeah. the Golden Girls? I had a drunken afternoon with Rue McClanahan, by the way. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Well, <laughs> it was interesting. Um, but for Starship Troopers, I want to know what happened when you got the script, because it was such a, a, a different genre. It was kind of tongue-in-cheek. It had a huge element of comedy. And then it's this huge sci-fi story. Okay. All right. Should I pop his bu bubble? Should <laughs> I burst his balloon? Go, go for the really? jugular. Should Straight I do this? Because, I mean, <sighs> it's going gonna, it's gonna to just pour out. Oh, it's gonna my ooze. God. It's going to ooze. Yeah. All right. All yeah, right. it's going to pour out. Stand back when it gets something on us. <laughs> yeah, right? We don't want any Alexander <laughs> oozing on us. No, I'm, I'm going to pop your balloon. Let's Look, go on a bug hunt. We. Scott, got to have a drink before this one. Yeah, right? Take a big sip. We didn't know that it was campy. We didn't know that it was a big satirical farce. It was, uh, you know, Paul Verhoeven making a comment on communism versus this, you know, Stalinism thing and this whole, like, he was really taking uh, these ideologies that he saw as a child in um, in uh, the Netherlands and, and, and during World War II. And so he made this movie that no one got at the time. Nobody understood that. Yeah. And when we were making it, we were like, hey, we're doing the next Star Wars. This is cool. We had no idea it was going to be so clean. <laughs> Shot at a 25 ASA and everything just perfectly in focus and shiny. We thought it you was going to be... You guys were very hot. All of from Denise Richards. Uh, yeah. 
And that was part of his thing was like to make it farcical and make it like this giant satire was to make all of these soldiers ridiculously good looking. And I don't know how I wound up in this group of them. <laughs> Please, the that, shower that scene shower was the best. The yeah. shower do we, scene. Do we, Mr. Have, that Jake was a good do we have a picture of that? Do no, we get scene? the shower scene? Where's <laughs> the scene, Chris? Do we have the scene? No, no. We, we, all, we actually do have a picture of that. It's not on deck. Scene, yeah. They were threatening Sorry. to shoot that scene every day until the end of the film. And we were like, we can't <laughs> wait till they shoot the shower scene so we can eat, eat pizza. Right? And so we they were they forced us to stay on our diet for almost a year, you know, uh, of, wow. of this living, this perfection sort of, you know, you know, 5% body fat and exactly your optimal peak weight and all this wow. stuff. But um, it was one of the best experiences of my life. It was fantastic. I'm still friends with all the people in the film. Well, we also I have a picture of your kind of recent uh, reunion. You guys look amazing, by the way. I can't, I'm too blind to see this little tiny picture that you're showing. <laughs> yeah, no, no. But uh, yeah, we did do the 20 year reunion. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Look, look at Burbank. this reunion picture. And uh, it was uh, Casper and Patrick and I took a shot together. Uh, this is uh, and a photo. Denise and. and Patrick, yeah. Oh, there we are. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You guys look like you guys just walked off the set. Like it's, like, it's, it's, it's. Yeah, crazy, right? Crazy. Look at that. Yeah, there Let's we are. Just put the live feed on my iPad. You guys That's watch it. Twenty here. years later. Digging it, digging it, digging it. Yeah. Sounds off. I should have. So, uh, no, and and I those two people right there. I love those people. They are the best. And and so is Casper, and so is Dina, and and the gang. It's just a really, uh, something about that film really brought us together, and it was. Maybe because you know when you go through a trauma together, you you tend to bond with people yeah. like a plane well, crash course. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. that film, the boot the boot camp and the military aspect of it, we took it so seriously. We thought we were soldiers. And and Captain Dale Die, yeah. who he does all the military technical advising for basically any war film you've seen in the past 25, 30 years. Um, you know he gets the actors to feel that they are in a troop. The first time I met him, I was. 17 and my dad was doing a film that marty sheen was directing charlie was in it um wow. and it was a vietnam thing and my dad played this boot camp sergeant and i was just a kid i flew up to vancouver with charlie and we were sitting in this so long ago we were sitting in first class in the smoking section <laughs> and that is a long time ago and charlie and i were on one side of the plane and and across the aisle from us was nikki six and tommy lee and they were on the way to vancouver to go oh mix dr feelgood Oh. Wow. And I was listening to this Jimmy Page solo album, and Tommy's like all just like hyped up. He's like, "Hey, what are you, what are you listening to? What are you listening to, dude?" And I'm like this high school kid. I was like, um, "Jimmy Page." He's all, oh, "Fuck, let me hear it, let me hear it." <laughs> so I'm like the whole flight. I got he's he got my headphones on with the wire going across the aisle, and stewardess keeps walking, flight attendant keeps walking by, like you know, tripping on it and smoking cigarettes. And Charlie's over there reading his porn. It was great. It was hilarious. <laughs> and um, so I met Captain Dale Dye at that point. I got to the set and marty sheen tells me he says you know what you gotta go to the wardrobe department get military outfit so that when you go to the set when you're on the military barracks on the field and when you're on the compound you don't stand out mm -hmm. he likes everyone he you know he wants to make it like you're in really in vietnam so i did and as the all the actors that were cast in the film were jogging by um, Lawrence Fishburne and and uh, a bunch of guys. This they, is your uh, life, though. Like this is just the language that you speak. It's so crazy it's to me. And, yeah, um, that's so crazy to me. So so Captain Die was, you know, he says, "Fall in, soldier, get in the back. What are you doing there with your dick skinners in your pockets? Get in line." <laughs> so I jogged five miles with them, and um, 
you know, that was the first time I met him. And so when we did Starship Troopers, which is about eight or nine years later, it was uh, it was a great reunion with Captain Die. But uh, no, Starship Troopers was uh, that was a life changing experience, and uh, I'll never forget it. Yeah, that's for sure. It was funny because because your performance was was very fresh, and it it just fit the ensemble so so well. Um, but I want to talk about another film that I got a number of emails uh, for, which is The Frighteners. Ah, yes. Mm. The Frighteners, you guys, is one of my favorite, favorite movies. I have the movie poster, no kidding, in my apartment. Wonderful film. It's such a wonderful film, but in my estimation, it's never talked about as like the like funny horror film. or It, it got less attention than I think that that film deserved. That film was amazing. Mm. If it was released today, it would just, just kill it. You are so it. right. The themes, it. the acting, everything. Michael J. Fox... Uh, was an amazing hero for that film. Yeah. Um, and of course, who played your love interest was Dee Wallace, who played the mom in E.T., who's such a great actress. Yeah. I wish you would act more and more. Yeah. She does a lot of uh, genre shows herself. She yeah. has a show here at UBN. Nice. By the way. I love her. She's so amazing. But I want to talk about The Frighteners because you did a lot of your stuff. Had to be either on, on green screen uh, because you played uh, a ghost yeah. for pretty much the whole movie. Yeah, they did. It was blue back then. But uh, we, I, I spent... It was interesting. We spent a couple months shooting the film. Um, I think they, overall it was about a year. But my stuff was about a couple of months with Dee and Trini. Uh, all the exterior stuff and all the different various things, and even inside the house. And then when they, what they would do is they, when they would film it, they filmed it with a, a, a dolly that was connected to a computer, and so that it recorded what the camera operator did. And then a month later, we went to the blue screen stage, and all the other actors were gone. It was just me on the blue screen stage with a silver floor and blue walls, no reference points whatsoever. I was like, don't you guys have like little stands with like marks of tape and everything's blue? And they're like, no, nothing. That's, this is before like the, what's and, happening nowadays yeah. where it's all like with the dots on the yeah, face. Yeah, none like. of that. None of that. And so it was just me on a stage alone. And, uh, and then this camera track laid out. And then the camera remembered what we shot when we were like in the house and in the, in the living room, you know, and I swiped well, we're gonna my watch hand a th through her face and Thank all you. that. Yeah. So so then I had to go do it and I had to lead the camera. So my timing had to be spot on for each yeah. place I was and it was a month ago that I had to like oh yeah, a month ago I was Whatever. here on this thing and like And like yeah. with the acting either and because your character was so all over the place, but it was so focused. That must have been a nightmare. It was fun, but it took a lot out of me. In fact, my girlfriend at the time said she didn't want to she was like afraid of me when I get home from work. <laughs> Well, your character was was very very menacing, but I'm telling you, if you have not seen The Frighteners, you need uh, to watch it. It's it's number one, it's fun, uh, but it's scary, yeah. and it, it was just so different. And you're right; if it was released today, it would be a huge hit. Yeah. Um, I, I want to watch one of my favorite scenes. It's with you and D. You and D had such great chemistry without, like, us yeah. physically seeing you guys together physically in, in, until the end. Let's take a little look at, at Frighteners. It got a little dangerous. Why is he come? Am I being punished? Patricia, please, let's... Please. I want to kill her now, Patty. That'll give us 41. That's eight Claire Gacy. Another nine with a broken Bundy's record. I can't wait to see old Dan's face when he hears the news. Yes. What? I'm sorry. We really should wait for Mother. 
And that asswipe psychic nearly ruined it for us tonight, Patty. He made us look stupid. You're gonna be okay, Patricia. Everything's gonna be all right. Oh, shut up! That Russian cannibal creeps running around saying he did 50 plus. That reflects badly on the both of us, Patty. This record should be held by an American. I quite agree. <sighs> you can come. What's she doing? Stay with me if, if you like. I want to kill her now, baby. You guys had such great chemistry, though. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. She <laughs> was energetic. It was just did you guys shoot that separately? We did it together, and then we did it separately. Yeah. Patronizing do-good, <sighs> bitch. <sighs> oh, Patricia. Um, you guys just, just have to see the film, and that's that's like Teaser. when it, it when it comes together. It's like the end is is so great, and it's who hasn't seen that film though? Like seriously, I know a lot of people that haven't, but Are once you, you see it, then they're diehard fans. Um, yeah. It's Jake, really it's it's such a trip because like I I, I remember cool. yesterday like making the movie, and then I hear you guys talk about having seen it, and hasn't everyone seen it? Yeah. It's like wild to me because it was yeah. like just us, our little crew in New Zealand making this yeah. little film. Wow, you know. So good. Um, so from there, I want to take a look. Um, we have another clip. We have a movie trailer from Dead Ant. And so oh, I wanted yeah. to show, <laughs> when we talk about yeah, genre yeah. and humor, number one, I thought it was Brett Michaels, by the way. I nice. swear to God. That was our intent. But this is your acting, is that you take every role 100% where you envelop the role. Uh, one of the uh, actor questions we got a lot of was how you approach a script. So let's talk about how you approach a script um, after after we watch this, this trailer. But this encapsulates what I'm talking about, that humor horror genre. Okay. And, and you can talk us through to All right, so yeah. This girl ate the wrong coyote. Okay, sure, yeah, whatever. We need to be current. We so, need is a hard rocking hit, man. We're Look at all these glam. new bands now. Uh, there's our very own. Technics? Is that Brett Michaels? Sparks flying on the stage. <laughs> it's it's all team. We need to go to Coachella and rock. Yes, yes. <laughs> and I agree 100%. You look so good. By the way, it's called No Cello. That's Tom Arnold, by the way. No, no I, cello. I, I couldn't get us into Coachella. You <laughs> 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 got it? I think this is the stuff that inspired Kurt Cobain. This is the most powerful peyote you and your friend will ever take. Feeling anything? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so now it's like a fun road trip, rock, We're on drug. We're spiritual quest here. We are this close. Yeah, it's a, basically it's it's Spinal Tap and Starship Troopers combined. There are risks. With the road trip. as much as hurt one fly. This is the genre change. Yeah, Ron, the director, he's become a good friend and he, he's talented. Look out! So one of the things that he I'm in the music industry. One of the things Ron every day in rock and roll spoke about was Shaun of the Dead. Love Shaun of the Dead. Such a smart film. Yeah, so that was part of his inspiration. That was fun. And it takes everyday stories and movies that we want to see. We want to see a rock show 
Dove movie, and now it's this horror film. Yeah, it, and then we blow up the ants with the sonic frequency of our. Yes. It's a hilarious movie. This oh, is the fun. perfect That's example of, of mixing genres. Yeah. Um, he did it very well. He did it very well, and we're in, we're in distribution talks right now. So it looks like we've got a sequel that we're going to be doing. Today. That looks yes. fun. That looks. That fun. Can I die fun. from an ant? Has that gone? To, <laughs> has that gone <laughs> to? Uh, we'll make it like an Indiegogo. Right there, you go. Has it gone to festival yet? Yeah, yeah, we won uh, best horror comedy at the LA Scream Fest festival mm-hmm. and uh, Tell Your Ride, and uh, uh, so that was cool. We got some. We got the plaques and trophies and all that. That's so amazing. it looks very well yeah. produced. Looks shot very well too. Yeah, yeah. I think they did a really great job. Looks Ron good. and his buddy Mark. They've done a couple of other films, you know. Um, but I think this is the biggest one, and uh, definitely uh, with the biggest cast as far as like Tom Arnold and Sean Astin and all this stuff. Like Sean Astin. Sean Astin's like, been on the show. He's like number forty on IMDb. The dude's like oh, he's wow. huge right now. But you he's know, he's an interesting person. Strange he's very in- yeah. interesting. Um, yeah. So we got this question so many different times in different ways uh, from other actors that are struggling in a certain genre that have studied acting, and they want to know how you approach a script, whether it be for Dead Ant, whether it be for Starship Troopers, or whether it be for something a little bit more uh, serious and uh, rooted in uh, Well, I think for, 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 for whatever the character is that I'm going to play, I, I, I really... I take... I really take the character as a human being and a person and and I figure out what it is that drives that character and what that character wants within the story and and what the character's background was and and how that character grew up and and make that backstory for that character and and oftentimes for me I, I got to say it's it's the writing that the words direct me in a way that, that like like a song, and it mm. it sort of sings to me, and I go, oh, this this has a lilt to it. This has a gait that goes a little faster here, a little slower there. Oh, so this type of per- this person speaks like this. This person, I can okay. So this is how it's written. Now I understand a little more about the character, and then I add to it, and I just I. I remember saying to a friend of mine, I actually brought a friend of mine with me every day to the that film, Dead Ant, and um, my biggest thing was I don't want to see, I don't want you to see Jake Busey mm-hmm. ever. Well, and yeah, there's so, a pretty good chameleon so, <laughs> role. Yeah, so that's kind of like my, I think my goal really is to to leave myself behind as much as I can, and mm. and not bring myself to the role. So basically what you're saying is that you approach everything as an actor. It's still the process of character motivation telling the story. So it doesn't matter what genre you are. It doesn't matter what the budget of the film is. You still have to approach it as an actor. I suppose. And then I guess my own unique thing might be, which I'm finding out through other people's like asking me these questions. Sure, yeah. Um, I think I always look for humor in in life, and I I always look for how, where can I get a laugh right. on, on this, you know. You know, your ca- you, it's your interpretation of the character, though, so it's still you. Yeah. I know it's, you're not being Jake, but, but it's, it's, funny. it's still it's your interpretation of the character. But it's like so. right, it's still you, Jessica Lang. She has right. her her traits. She has her her things that she does, and you love her for that. Meryl Streep is the same. Now she's such an overblown persona, right. one never think of the character she's playing. We're always going to think of Meryl Streep. Right. But Jake, in every one of your performances, like he said, I see a little Jake and I love it. 
Ah, well, that's because cool. of that. And yeah. I, I guess you know those are the things that you can't help. You just because you just are. Yeah. You're you. You're still you creating know? it. Yeah. You're still being the mastermind behind the character. So right. you're, you're yeah. still gonna it's have to do that. I, I, w- I want to see you know you in, in the role or, or the yeah. you know, the actor in that role. I want to see that they're the one performing it. Like right. you said, you're pretending like you're not pretending. Right. I want to yeah. see that you're pretending because that makes the performance even more either enjoyable or more comedic. Right. You know right. What I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Totally. In my earlier days, I remember my like acting classes when mm. I was just trying to figure out what you know what I was doing. Yeah, um, <laughs> I, I remember imagining that I was, and someone did this in a movie once actually. Mm. But I remember imagining that I was like this little guy sitting on a chair inside of my head that was like a vacant room. Uh, that, but I was like in there, you know. Controlling, like a, you know, mm. with the joysticks, controlling the whole body of mm. the outside. What you know, mm. what the audience saw, and and I don't know if that that long ago left, but that was one of my earlier things. Was sort of imagining that I was sort of. I think one of the things that that actors can a trap that actors can fall into is forgetting physicality with stuff, mm. especially when you do a lot of TV. That's just a lot of talking heads especially now that a lot of stuff is shot for the phone and little screens and it's yeah. a lot of close-ups. Interesting. But really remembering that your whole body is part of your emotion and how you sit and what you do is really part of it and using your, your whole body. And I think that that takes a performance really to, to a level that a lot of like people that are starting out can forget at times. Do you think people think too much about it and that cause it to backfire where they don't do enough with their body because they might be thinking, do I move? Is so they can yeah. become more stiff? Yeah, you know, overthinking. Because, yeah. you know, right now I'm using my hands, but I'm not thinking about it. So I think exactly. that maybe today's actors, they might think too much about that because everything's so produced now. Even right. you know, It's yeah. just so produced. They're thinking, do I do the right angle? So I think, right. do, you think do you think it's possible they might be overthinking it now? I think it is, but then at the same time, like I was watching an episode of one of my favorite shows. It's a new show last night. Uh, I was watching it and I know Notice that, you know, it's two people and they're smoking a blunt mm. in the scene, and you know that's me and Erica, by the way. <coughs> right. <laughs> I say, that, was, that was a live cam. That you yeah, saw. is that what it was? Yeah. Okay, well now it makes sense. Um, no, but it's 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 hard because you've you've got to match exactly what you did the mm. other time for yeah. the camera right. when you start editing, and and I was watching they're editing for the performance. Right. But then the joint is freaking all over the place <laughs> in the scene. But how can you be in the moment when you're thinking forth. about that? You know, exactly. It's, that's it's the, the that's the craft. Yeah. So technical. Yeah. Yeah. That's, the, that's it's like the scene in the, the Shining when she smoked that cigarette. The ash. You remember that scene? The oh ash yeah. Like this. Yeah. I'm like, I'm glad they didn't edit that out. Yeah. You remember that scene? When yeah, she yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ash is like, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't remember. Whenever he says yeah, 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 he has no clue. No, I. Are you kidding? That's that's one of my favorite movies. But in keeping with your persona in every character, Z, I got this email a lot too. Can we just play a little snippet of you at the red carpet at the Billboard uh, Awards? Oh my God, so um, because the shouts are just, <laughs> and it's it's. it's <laughs> Z, 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 this is you at at the Billboard. Yeah. Can we see those with my cage dress. <laughs> wow! Look at that. <laughs> So that's just a glimpse. You can see a lot of her red carpet. Holy smoke. So the question we got, and this goes into terms of how much do you put yourself in the character is... That's cool. Uh, the question we got yeah. is, does your fashion ever overcome who you are? And in your music videos, who is your character? Good question. Um, well, two questions. No, never overcomes because it is who I am. I'm always mm. part of the process to create the... Um, 
piece. Nice. You know, the vision. That's very avant-garde, by the way. Thank you. I don't know. I can't believe people got give you a lashback for that. Thank you. Yeah. That's it, amazing. It is. Jealousy. It was my cage dress. Very heavy. I had to carry it all along, along the carpet. Um, and the second question was, what is my character in my videos? It depends. Like Strangers in the Night, mm -hmm. I was the uh, madame of the establishment. So I was the power pimp. And yes. Sweet Dreams, I was playing two characters in Sweet Dreams, the one that you love, where I am the girl who wants to become this big superstar and I have to sign my life off. And then I'm the woman who became that star and then I take off my wig and, you know, my headpiece and I'm looking at myself and thinking, I mean, I, I like where I am, but how did I get here? And just thinking about everything in the past. Every video is a different character. Absolutely. Mm. So I guess you the know, bigger question is, is what is your approach when you come with a new video? Do you do you storyboard it? Do you come up with the concept? How how do we see this final result? Um, well, it depends on the song. Sweet Dreams, you know, I had the uh, pride and the honor to be able to redo that uh, song. And the video was based off the lyrics, you know, we, we talked about, you know, it's good to be, go against the grain when you're doing your videos, you know, do something different than the lyrics are, you know, shock people. But I kind of like staying in the theme, you know, and just making that concept more interesting. Um, so <laughs> well, yeah. your interpret like, like interpretation <laughs> of it. Really. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, My interpretation. I saw this um, episode of White Famous with the video and Michael Rappaport and, oh, get those man slaves. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, it depends on uh, the lyrics, what the lyrics are talking about. You know, we try to portray that and visuals help. Videos, everything. I think it's very strong. Um, one of the strongest parts of a song, everybody's waiting for the video. What do you see. think now when people say videos are dead now? What do you think? Do people can say, oh, music videos are dead. Do, oh my what do you God. think about that? I have people not even go heard. look at the video. Videos come to radio. Absolutely. I've never even heard of that. <laughs> That's the there's new thing. About that, Seriously, there's so much, you know, I it's you all about perception. Oh but pe people have been saying, video we actually had someone, there was someone on the show that says, oh, no one watches music videos anymore. I'm That's like, bullshit. What? They don't watch it on TV, but they're going to go seek it out and they're going to watch yes. about a minute of it. That's what I said. Yeah. MTV's changed. I mean, it's right. not MTV anymore. Jersey Shore is having a reunion, you guys. <laughs> I think, uh, oh, me really? yeah. for me personally, I think videos are very important. Absolutely. Because we, I want to see your interpretation of the song. I mean, yeah. you know, I'm going to hear it and interpret it my own way. Yes. I want to see how your vision is going to express yeah. it to me. So to me, videos are very important. But music videos I have become... Uh, is yeah. Palladia still around? Palladia was MTV's... Like, she was a drag queen. They started playing videos. Oh, that's oh. right. I remember Palladia. Remember? I, remember I thought that. it was a drag queen like, in the early 90s. Yeah, no. Then they had MTV2 and because MTV1 wasn't good enough. And they played a lot of live stuff. Yeah, and they played videos. I, like I her love stuff. Palladia. It was great. Oh, yeah, right? I love Palladia. I yeah. Palladia. Here's my thing about music videos: it's the butterfly. If, if the content is good, like yes. Scott, your music is 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 so meaty and so good, and you. But That's what she said. He was on point. Never done that loaded. for me, by the way. Cocked and loaded. He is showing his favoritism. But <laughs> your videos are very simple. It's you and, and, a, and a background. I think music videos may be restricting to musicians who have great content that can't do a lot of production value. You, do you know what I mean? Right. And so maybe that's a well, little... Well, I mean, sometimes I do that because, you know, I'm, I'm just becoming the, the, the public artist, obviously. So, like, I like, I do some of the produce stuff, but I also like doing a video which is me singing while I'm recording the track. Because I want people to see what I'm doing. So it's this the content. Yeah, so I'm like, I'm going to record myself while I'm actually recording the song. So I, I like showing that uh, the vulnerability yeah. aspects. So people get to know me because I'm not that's all That's just personal. the authentic, true yeah. reality. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. great. So, that's... Uh, yeah. 
Z, you still have so much mystique behind you because we really don't know a lot <laughs> about who you are. Um, one of the things uh, I've been asked is, like, what is your daily schedule? And then, w- then we have to wrap up. It depends. You know, I always have In to reality, start... not, not, like, right, literally. Not, <laughs> not, not <laughs> what time of day do you wake up? It always, you know what? Um, lately, the past year has been ab- around 9 a.m. because I go to sleep at around 5 a.m. Oh, wow. Smokes. We work Girl, really we late. need to hang out. But if we I hang know. out, it's going to be on the news. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 We're I kidding. Expose or in a back friends. alley somewhere. <laughs> I expose all my Turns friends. Okay. They're yeah. like, oh, my God, we hung out with Z. It's <laughs> everywhere. We're a mess. Um, yeah, I always have to start with meditation because my days are crazy. They're packed with this thing to do then training and i have to meditate no matter what that's the first thing i have to do performance days i have to do the raw eggs that's the first thing the two raw eggs to cut the vocal cords yeah it's i thought nasty. that was eliza minnelli hangover <laughs> really cabaret. Like, she drinks the raw eggs yes i should have had that last Rocky. sunday you, after you we hope fun day sunday girl <laughs> you do we ho sunday fun day yeah, oh no week. he's getting there alexander uh, we're gonna that's a music <laughs> video okay. we gotta wrap up soon alexander's that she's gonna be behind us <laughs> this is not motocrossing <laughs> yeah. yeah but it's always different um i i train uh, i used to train every day now i train three days a week and we do recordings we're working on a lot of new songs we're working on three new projects so it depends you know studios um, you say train, you mean like vocal training, not physical training. Physical training. training oh, physical now. training. Okay. Physical training. Awesome. Yeah. Vocals, I don't do every day. I used to do every day for mm-hmm. a few years. Mm-hmm. Now it's in place. Sure, you don't well need oiled. it. Right. You don't need it if you're just gonna right. not gonna sing. You know, mm-hmm. performance days right. absolutely. It's like working out days. too. You start. Yeah. I started six days a week, and then I'm now three days totally. a week. Totally. Yeah. I was at seven days a week. Once. Yeah. So it's once. it's it's always different. You know. <laughs> oh Jesus hey. Christ! That oh. scared the hell out of me. We gotta fire the drummer. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but that was good though. <laughs> Scared the the Jesus. Lord, that made me a Christian. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good to. Kn- but like, what do you do? Uh, name me one normal thing that you do on a daily basis that's normal. I am Be honest. I am normal. I am normal. She does. What is <laughs> you guys, normal? I want you guys to know. I want okay. you guys to know. Keeps, she seems so <laughs> down to earth. Her legal name is Z Lala. Like it's not. That's that's your name. But that's that great. My name. But she's so down to earth. Okay. I mean, she's so. So my birth name sure. was Tanya Meridium, but it's been legally changed to Z Lala for eight years. Good. And it's funny because I had to something normal. If you want to hear something normal, I was trying to money gram uh, to Vietnam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's normal. I money gram to Vietnam. Wait, all the I, I do that a couple <laughs> times. To the a Nigerian week? princesses? What do you do? My boyfriend cuts a scam there. there. Yeah. So, you know, they told me we can't send the money because your first name is Z. I said, Excuse me, what? They said, You know, you can't have just one initial for your first name. I said, But it's legal. I could show you the documents. Um, Cher so does the same thing when she has to wire money to Vietnam. <laughs> Right. <laughs> you can't just have one name. What's the last name? Share, share. That's good. You're That's sharing exactly too much. what I did. I said oh. Zila la la la. So <laughs> I used my first and last name as the first, first name, and, and it worked, and it went through. But your Twitter is Zila la la la. Zila la Zila la. Yeah, because somebody took Zila la, which they verified it. So it's sexy. All right, we just have literally moments, and you guys are all doing our rapid fire five, by the way. But real fast, Erica, you and I are going to be Sunday in Palm Springs Sanctuary. It's an LGBT foster home. What I love this idea. You know, uh, not to say that the youth don't need our help, but this is transitional living for yes. older kids that, yes, you know, for the, for the very young people, 
Uh, there's the Los Angeles LGBT Center, but this foster home is a little different. Can can you talk yeah, about, about sanctuary? Yeah, it's about 18 to 21. It's um, post-high school, and those kids that are thrown away from their parents wind up in foster care. They're most at risk because if they're ever outed, they also end up being homeless. And 63% of these kids that don't find homes that are failure rates, that are on the streets, that are hooking, that are doing drugs or dead, that's 63% of the kids that don't find a home. And the Sanctuary Palm Springs actually offers, and they have rooms available, by the way. Wow. You can do, yeah, sanctuarypalmsprings.org. And we'll be out there Sunday, okay, at Spencer's. Make sure you're there. And I With Joanna Cassie, by the way, from so Blade impressive. Runner, uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Six Feet Under. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's for such a great cause. And it's amazing. Yeah. It is. It's so you know, fantastic. You know, 20, 30 years down the road, people are going to look back and say, what's wrong with those people? Like, we know, I know we're going to solve this prob these problems that right. we have. So at least when I look in the future, I'm like, we're, they're going to be looking back. They're going to solve it. We're not. This isn't going to continue. Well, they, get them, they, they give them life skills. They get them yeah. high school. Because when I college, came out of my age, yes. when I came out of my age, it was not yeah. easy. I mean, and so like, well, and there, there still is a difference though. But you know. and eighteen, there's not some magical wand that now you're an adult and you're okay. Right. Society's going to exactly. You know, sometimes you need a little help. Exactly. Especially, especially if these kids have been on the street for as long as they have been. Yeah. Exactly. So, so thank you. Springsanctuary.org. We're going to yes. be there Sunday with Joanna Cassie. Having fun, but raising money for yes. a great cause. Yes. All right, you guys, we have to end the show. So real fast, we're going to do rapid fire five. You have to answer every question. They're not, they're just fun. Oh, Who okay. wants to go first? Erica. I'll go first. Go for it. Erica, her. your dream co-star. Ooh. Uh, mm, Brad Garrett. What? I have never in my life. Because Brad Garrett from who? Uh, everybody Loves Raymond? Yes. He's tall. He's a comedian. He's funny as hell. Oh, I and see. He's funny. He's so In terms funny. Of he's height. very tall. He's so funny. Romantic comedy. Women love a funny guy. He is a funny dude. He's I, let very me tell funny. you. I've yes. seen him stand up. You guys should do Private Lives by Noel Coward. <laughs> uh, movie you've seen more than 10 times? Ooh, uh, that's a good question. Um, yeah, be porn, right? Okay. Yes. <laughs> uh, I, I liked, um, oh my God. I've watched Braveheart probably more than twice. I there's a bunch of my Star Wars, all the Star Wars, the old ones. I've watched them more than Braveheart. I've never heard that. That's Braveheart is amazing. I love you, Erica, because you're you're. Just I bat, bat, that was back in the day when I was in Dungeons and How many people here play Dungeons and Dragons? That's I, that's what I did when I was a little. I kid. have a T-shirt that says "Sex, Drugs, Dungeons and Dragons." There you go. The role play you, RPG players in the house. Do not are be proud. Beautiful. You're RPG people. Thank you. The D and G gays <laughs> are beautiful. Thank you. They Thank never you. Touch sunlight, and they're usually thin because they don't eat. Um, if you're on an island, yes, and you have three personal items—not like water, food, whatever—three personal items, like dildo stuff like that. Three no. per three personal items. Yeah, not that. <laughs> Okay, you want Give me to tell you what those items are? Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, the personal items. Okay, a satellite GPS locator. No, that that's logical. I mean, like your person, like you have to like, like spunk loop. No, spunk loop. Okay, uh, an axe. Um, a f oh God, a fire. You're kidding. I I would need not uh, not practical. Like sunscreen. Personal. I need sunscreen. No, like like personal. Like personal. My She's stuffed animal. Per my but that's personal. Oh, okay. oh, my journal. I need my journal. Great. Um. I need my yoga mat. I'll, I'll use On that. An island, yeah. That I'll, I'll yeah. use my yoga mat. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> something really ridiculous. Um, oh God. Um, 
Just take it, Alexander. Let her just let's take it. I can't think of something here. Oh my god, something personal that I have. Um, a family album? Not a family album. No. Vibrator. What? <laughs> That's I'm yes. Okay. See, when, I, when I said it, I, got I still want the six foot ten sex. I, okay, personal <laughs> item: the six foot ten robotic sex doll. Thank you. Yes. Okay. Uh, where was what your worst date? Huh? Where was your worst date? Mm, a Volkswagen bug. <laughs> oh my God! Yes. Uh, if you could live wow. in one different era, which Actually, one would it be? One different era, right now. I, I'd like to be. I, I, I would like to bet. I'd like to be sixteen when I was thirty-six. Do you know the weirdest That's thing? I, 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 Do you I know the weirdest thing? I knew she was going to say today. Wow. I knew that. That I'd is the right weirdest now. thing. I, wow. I, I, in my mind, she's going to say today. Because the kids have it. The kids have it. I mean, kids have it so much easier so transitioning. Oh my God, they're they're just yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, because people like you paved the way. Thank you. Do my best. Uh, where can our listeners find and follow you? I'm at Amazon Eve on Twitter or AmazonEve.com. It's my website. Twitter. Zilala. Oh my Zilala. God. You're rapid fire. We got to finish up because Chris is he's sweating. Uh, are you for ready? For me. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm playing. You guys. It's from me. Sorry. He's not playing. <laughs> Sorry to burst He's like, here. the show can go another hour if you're involved. Uh, the, most Chris, embarrassing you. the most embarrassing song on your playlist. Oh, I thought incident. Um, hmm. <sighs> embarrassing? You're thinking too hard. N- nothing's embarrassing. I mean, it's it's the biggest fan favorite, but I would say Zilala. It's a Zilala song. It's not oh, embarrassing, but right, I mean, right. not proud Little of it. promotion in there. All right. Worst fashion trend that you fell victim to? That you look back and you're like, oh, God. Why did I do that? <laughs> Damn. I love all my carpet looks. Um, no, it doesn't have to be carpet. It could be anything. like, yeah. Like Z Cavaricis. Remember those? Damn. I love everything I did done. that step haircut. <laughs> do you remember that step haircut? I did that. that was okay. Me. Whenever I started and um, before I, you know, got a whole team of engineers and designers and I performed at, I think, 11 in WeHo, I had made something out of these space balls and I wore. And <laughs> I don't know, I was watching it, I'm like, ugh. Yeah, nothing balls in WeHo. It's not coming off YouTube. Balls in WeHo. You don't yeah. want to avoid Yeah, Jake no. Busey. We want to avoid it, though. Jake Busey, <laughs> as a fun <laughs> night, would you film a webisode of me taking you to WeHo? I think that would be hilarious. We can take your that. wife and she could be like, yes, no, <laughs> yes. No. I don't, you know, I don't I'll get hammered with his wife while we, you I don't need to have like gay buffering. Give me a camera, I'm going with you. Yeah, he's not a prude. I think he's going to... Kurt he's Yeager cool. needs to watch out because I have a new he's street cool. bestie. Okay. Uh, <laughs> your dream duet. Who would it be with? Oh. Oh. Freddie Mercury. That's a dream. Oh. Yeah. yeah, he's mine. Yeah. He's, mine. He's, mine. he's mine. He's mine. Screw you. <laughs> uh, your after music video shoot ritual. The first thing you do, you've done a music video shoot for oh. eight hours. You come home. And I'm not talking like, oh, I put the keys down because I've heard that response. Like, what is the ritual that you do for yourself? I already knock out in the car <laughs> on the way back. Oh, I'm really? Devastated. Okay. It's one one day shoots, three day shoots, or talk to the lead guy that I just you know I'm crazy about right uh, after. You've like, shared the so, screen with many hot guys. Yeah. yeah. Or um, massage my scalp because of the big head pieces I just had on there, and I can't mm-hmm. think. <laughs> oh, that's your ritual. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I, I, I woke up one time, we came back, and, and I woke up the next day because my manager called. He's like, you got to get up. We got to go to editing. And I'm like, it's 6 o'clock, but I was devastated. We were on set for three days, so sleep. Leave sleep the makeup on and just rest. I wow. Guess. Mine is texting people to say sorry. Uh, <coughs> <laughs> who is the most overrated singer, in your opinion? 
That's so bad. I'm not supposed to. Okay, let's do that. Here's my answer. Wait, wait, wait. Let's do this. The most overrated singer who has passed. Who's passed? That's that's oh, that's not cool. No, there's there's a lot. Poorly of the dead. I know overrated dead singer. This guy talks to dead people, man. I'm gonna they're gonna be mad. Just because he dresses like him. I can't answer that because I would I just crush them. Dresses like him. But I definitely have people. I think that I. Jake Busey. Yes. If you could go back <coughs> and star in any past film as the lead, and I'm talking from the 20s to the 70s, wow. 80s, what what role would you have played? Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, yeah. I totally see you that. That's good. Yeah. Wow, that's pretty good. Indiana Jones, that would be Yeah, you. man. I, I, I love Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford and Denzel Washington are my two favorite. Harrison actors. Ford continues to be the cool guy. Yeah, he just is. And I always, He just saved I, some woman from her car, by the way. Like in real life? Yeah, really? in real life, yeah. I didn't know One that. of the frustrating things about it is is that like I have the ability to act in films and I have the ability to try and be as cool as him. <laughs> and it just never happens. <laughs> it's it's hard. I think way. I think you yeah. <laughs> if you could be go back if you could go back in time and redo any one of your roles, which oh. one would it have been? Starship Troopers. Really? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Uh what is the name of your biography? My life with Gary Busey. Wow. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Who would play you in a movie? That's funny, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I loved that. That was awesome. Sorry. <laughs> uh, Ten who, second delay. Um, yeah. Who Who would play me in a movie? Shit, man. P.T. Barnum is being played by Hugh Jackman, Barnum. by the way. Wow. Who would play me? Um, someone that isn't born yet, I hope. I like that answer. That's a good answer. Hmm. That's a clever answer. Your actually. biggest pet peeve. This is my question. Man, I got a whole bunch of them. Biggest pet peeve. Loud voices on radio. No, no, no. Let's just Google this, shall we? Most of my pet peeves come from driving since I live in LA. Oh my God, I'm yes. with him, dude. And <laughs> I got about 360 of them. Thank uh, you. Thank. I'd say a, a big one is uh, is. Uh, Folks that don't pull out into the intersection when they're making a left that turn. turn. Yeah. That's the one of mine, too. Sucks ass. The other one uh, is that uh, it, being in L.A., it's a very me-first culture. And so no one will let you in. Nobody lets you in. And yes. I had a guy like yelling at me the other night at Disneyland. I was like, what are you yelling at? He's like, we've been waiting here for an hour. We're not letting you in. I'm like, I'm just trying to leave the parking lot, bro. Yeah. You were at yeah. Disneyland all day. And remember, it's, it's justice, just us. There that's you go. So yeah, that's my pet peeve. Is let's, <laughs> let's 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 drive a little freaking bit. Freaking eye roll. Get out of here. You guys, this has been such a fun show. So many different personalities. Mr. Busey, Thank we have you. some webisodes to film. Let's do it. Thank you to our engineer, Chris. Thank you to our listeners. Uh, I love you guys. Sunday, Palm Springs is where it's at. We will be there. We'll see you next Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> This has been On the Rocks with Alexander every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on Universal Broadcasting Network. Find me on Facebook on On the Rocks Radio Show. Tweet me or Instagram me at On the Rocks On Air. See you next Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs>